Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, 13th of June, 2010. I'm your host, Dan Train, and joining me once again, Zachary Burgess. Hi. And Robert Kemp. He can't talk now because he's walked away from the microphone, even though he specifically left himself enough time to come sit back down. He specifically <laughs> said he'd walk over to the microphone in time. Well, yeah, uh, then no. he got up again. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there now, Rob? I, I had a sudden thought that someone walking in through the front door to the house might suddenly go, hello, and it'd be a bit too audible if I didn't close the door. Right. So is that, could that happen? It's, Will that it's happen? logistical. Uh, quite likely, yes. <laughs> it's quite likely. Okay. So we may have other people in this podcast, but I'll just uh, introduce uh, these two <laughs> the time being. guests. <laughs> Indeed. So you two both still in the same room? Yes. I've still not yet acquired a computer which should ah. be fixed at some point this week, in theory. So is one on the way? Well, not necessarily on the way at this present moment, but it should be very soon. Okay. It's ordered, you... but it's a weekend. Yeah, basically. Ah, okay. So what have you ordered, exactly? Um, Did you get, like, <laughs> what, like an off-the-shelf one? Or like... No, it was by parts. So I put in all the stuff that I thought was good. Ah, After hmm. consulting various people and internet. Ah, so who <laughs> have you been consulting all your all your techie friends to know exactly the components to buy for your awesome new PC? Yes, sort of. As far as I can tell, it's pretty much like mine. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, not, there's not really much, you know, not really very much of a choice to make. No, it's, it's like fairly... It's the same as everyone else. Yeah, basically, it's fairly standard, isn't it, right now? Yeah. I think. It's basically buy an i7, get triple channel RAM, get some terabytes of hard disk space, and a GeForce 400. <laughs> yeah, and away you go, basically. That must cost a pretty penny, though. Wow. No? Oh, Not well. as much as my last PC. Ah, <laughs> uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, <laughs> come down, calm down in price. Although memory seems to be quite expensive these days, I have noticed. Like for well, a long while, it wasn't that bad when I got mm. picked up my lot. I think DDR2 is going up in price because DDR3 is starting to hit its hit its moment. Ah, because mm, the, the price sense. on the DDR3 wasn't too bad when I picked mine up. Oh, okay. So, but why would that make DDR2 more expensive? You'd That's just what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's just what happens. They stop manufacturing it; it gets rarer, but the demand is still there. Yeah, because people want to like upgrade their motherboards that exactly. are only capable yeah. of DDR2. Yeah, for instance, a... did, well, I had to. I fairly recently added a uh, an extra gig to my old computer, which is running DDR1. Yeah, and that was more expensive by a factor of like 1.5 times the the equivalent in DDR2. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Really okay. And uh, even worse than that, once upon a time, I looked really far back to see if I could get hold of some SD RAM. Something that I can't remember why. Some really ancient. <laughs> I can't remember why I was looking at this, okay. but some really ancient style RAM, and the price was ludicrous. That just kind of underlines the fact that it, it, if you're getting rid of your PC, it's probably worth putting some of the components on eBay because somebody might want them. Exactly. And, yeah. That's, that's what I ideally want to do with my old computer. I'm not yeah. sure what I, how I should attempt to sell it. Just like just as a broken computer in one big lump. And just say, mm. this should theoretically work if you can work out what's wrong with the motherboard, because all the other parts are just fine. Yeah, I don't, that's probably won't, you probably won't get much for that, to be honest. You might be better off selling all the individual bits for people who, like, really want some, like, five-year-old... Old RAM, yeah. Yeah, a bit of RAM or something, yeah. 
Hmm, interesting. And a broken motherboard. I'd definitely sell it in bits. There's no one that wants a, a computer that's been through someone else. Let's put it that way. Yeah, nobody does, yeah. It's not like it will have a hard disk in it. Well, no, out. but, <laughs> you know, even so, it's just not the done thing. Nobody really buys machines like that secondhand. So you'll be moving on to Windows 7 or something, won't you? Theoretically. I kind of so, want the dual, dual boot between Windows 7 and XP, providing that works without too much hassle. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be too difficult, should it? No. You've well, got, uh, what, are you going to use your old hard disk? Um, stick that in there as well? And then Probably not. Uh, I'll probably just plug it in long enough to get the files off it. Yeah, okay. Move the important shit onto the new hard disk. It's probably sensible, yeah. <laughs> Start over fresh, that's the, that's the plan, really. Yeah, good plan. Hmm. Awesome. Well then, you'll be able to play all the latest games, for, which will be helpful. Yeah, I'll be able to the... play all the games that I've already brought that we didn't run on my last system, like Red like Faction and, and Mass Effect. <laughs> what Mass Effect? Mass Effect One. Yeah. Did that not well, run? It, well, it ran, but not well enough to be. A, it was basically the hacking mini game. It ran too slow for me to be able to do that effectively every time, and it's actually harder than that. Hacking mini game is a lot harder on PC anyway. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So I was yeah, like, cause... oh, if I can't hack these containers, I'm never going to have enough stuff. <laughs> okay, so that's not you from playing the whole game. That's quite interesting, considering it's like the simplest part of the game that is actually tripping you up on terms of performance. Well, yeah, but it is definitely a lot more difficult on PC than it is on the Xbox. What's they changed? It's totally different. It's like on the Xbox, the hacking mini game is like, push the right button when it pops up. Yeah, yeah. But on the PC, it's like, it's got my, like, basically it's like three concentric rings. And they have like little obstacles that move around them. And then you have to move the pointer into the middle of the ring. It's kind of like the circular frogger, basically. But then it's still mm. on a time limit. So you only have like 15 seconds to move your pointer into the middle of the, of the ring. And if you hit any of the obstacles, it resets. It's just a total bastard. It's really actually quite difficult to succeed. It's really weird. I wonder why they changed that. Like, I mean, obviously it was a bit too simplistic in the first place. It wasn't hacking. It was pressing yeah. three buttons or something. But um, I don't know. Going a bit over the top. Going a bit Bioshock, isn't it? With the whole <laughs> pipe dreams situation there. Not quite that bad. <laughs> no. What are you had... doing? For Christ's sake. Rob has left the city again. I was trying to stealthily retrieve a uh, pen and bit of paper, seeing as I don't have a machine in, oh, you know, comfortable, yeah, comfortable distance, so I can record the tag. But I'm not going to let you do that stealthily. I have to call it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call out all of Rob's movements, like in the studio. Yeah. So, uh, should we get down to I brass tacks then? The shittiest sort of thing to possibly write on. Yeah, here, you're going to need to get spongy. up again. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No, it's all right. It's a solid bit inside. It's fine. We can carry on. Okay. We can carry on. Okay. Um, well, I'm going uh, to ask Rob ask this time yourself. since he's not been talking. <laughs> oh, ask myself. No, no, I'm asking Rob. Uh, what have you been playing this week, man? I have not been... Well, actually, I'm going to refer to what I was playing last week that we didn't yeah, cover talk about, first. Yeah. Because yeah. we got red deaded out of the water. Also, you made me talk about spoons. About spoons. Yes, that was the. That was. I was, was going to mention that. An uh, update why on that. you should now in, uh, call, refer to me as Spoon, which it's we're because... not going to do. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they uh, added the ability for the um, my vocal name in Dirt Two to be Spoon. Ah. 
Okay. Which I couldn't have in Grid. I had to be Iceman in Grid. <laughs> you had to be Iceman. Well, it's the closest thing to Glacier I could find. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's a bit Top Gun, though, isn't it? Iceman. Spoon's a lot yes. better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what other weird be... stuff can you be in, in Dirt 2, then? I mean, be Duck. <laughs> duck. <laughs> well, I think you it like... Duck. That might have been in Grid, but I can't remember. I think some one of them had Duck. Why is wow. Spoon... Is, is Fork in there and Knife? <laughs> I mean, why is Spoon <laughs> no, in there? I just think Spoon's cool. Well, no, it is cool, but, I mean, somebody <laughs> obviously thought that through at some point and had a voice artist, like, record. Fork is pretty much less cool. They just don't have the same ring to it as Spoon. Be going back oh, to worms. <laughs> I agree, yeah. I agree. Team utensils. Yeah. <laughs> Team utensils. Was that one of the default um, teams yeah, in, in Worms? And then I I had to remake them in Worms 2. Where it's like, but the trouble is, well, of course, in Worms 2, you had eight worms. You could have up to eight worms for teams. So you could you set in the first four from the original. And then it's like, now I have to come up with four more utensils. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what, are you coming up with all kinds of weird like yeah. fish knives and things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kind of run out of ideas after the first four. Mm, I guess. I don't know. You could have things like colander or... <laughs> if you can spell shiv. that. <laughs> oh yeah, they're utensils, aren't they? They're not like Definitely. I was thinking cutlery, but utensils covers quite a, a larger. That covers brand. everything, like there's surely pans and yeah, George Foreman's. Like... Is that an appliance? I get the feeling that when I did it, I may have put like two different variations of spatula because I couldn't think of anything. Spatula oh. and spatula. No, I meant like <laughs> two different types of spatula. <laughs> Metal spatula. <laughs> I suppose we didn't have the forethought back then to think of pizza slicer. But... Yeah, I guess. But then again, of course, you never actually saw those last names, at least the last two, because you never played eight on eight. What were the names of the classic team, though, with Windmill and all that? The one that I stole, basically. Yeah, yeah. But it was the default one, wasn't it? No, I don't think they were. Well, I don't know, actually. I don't know if they were actually in the game, because they were on the back of the box. I think they might have been. Oh, were they? Ah. I think it was like the developer team. Spadge. No, not I, I didn't use that one though, did I? Because my my team was windmill, smidge, dodger, and fluff. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I remember. And then the only one of the other four to make up the eight that I remember was prof, and that was it. <laughs> Don't remember the rest of them. So what? I had a weird team, happened? didn't I? Because it sort of started out as Sonicy type characters, and then for some reason there was Taz. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember your teams, really. No, neither can I. I think what I was a Thomas as well, anyway? after Terror A. Thomas on the Amiga. Yeah, I think that might have been true. Because, like, Worms... Th- it, I mean, Worms 2 was, like, really good, wasn't it? Like, they improved it quite significantly. Well, it's the best awesome. one. Yeah, I but then, know. what happened after it that? It wasn't as hardcore, though. It was just well, like... no, but it was more configurable than any of the others that followed. Yeah, that was the advantage. It had awesome options. Yeah, you could set up the but then, perfect of course, game. But then, of course, once they went past two, they suddenly got to three and were like, now we can add a D, 3D, and then it failed because no one wants three worms in 3D. That's just not going to work. <laughs> I don't know. The one, the exper- the second experiment they tried in 3D, I forget what it was called. It was like Forts or something. Yeah. That was okay because it mixed up the strategy, but it wasn't really Words. true. Work, like, <laughs> no. yeah. it, was, it was an interesting experiment. It wasn't bad, but... It, it wasn't the same game, you know, you wouldn't play it the same way. It was basically about sort of, a lot more about movi- movement than sort of just casual shots and destruction. And... I remember the original word of 3D, because <laughs> it, was, it was the classic movement timer problem, where it's like, you had to just run around like, 
jiggle, 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 just and you could because it was like so, like it was always the equivalent of sort of eight directional movement from the old Ghost Hunter games, where you you had to like stop and then rotate and then move forwards in a straight line and then stop and then rotate. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, because mm, it was like so good. That was the early days of worms in three D, where it wasn't very well done. That was also like, the point where Sega took over, wasn't it? Or started working with Team 17. Yeah. Isn't there a, there's a 2D Worms on like Xbox Live Arcade, but it's not as good as it as like Worms 2 for some No, reason. it's still cut down. It's, right. it's still not, not the good. <coughs> well, you know. I, I, they have, they, there is a Worms 2 at Live Arcade game, you know, so yeah, the second Live Arcade game, not actually Worms 2, confusingly. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> Worms and... 2, 2, and it's, uh, I, I don't know, I think it's got more in it, it's closer, but I don't know how much of, you know, still how close it is to the original. There's a version for iPhone as well, which um, you'd think would be good, but no. Yeah, and no, I think that's a that's a port of the first Xblar version. Yeah, apparently not good, yeah, so already Why are we talking about that. Worms? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the first computer game anyone seemed to mention. Oh, yeah, spoon. It, it came off spoon because it sounded <laughs> like because it sounded like a utensil. Oh right, yeah. there we go. That's it. Okay, short term memory loss. We've we've rediscovered the chain of thoughts there. No, we're we're talking about games we haven't played. We so we were <laughs> attempting to talk I, about. I was attempting to talk about Dirt Two before I got unceremoniously cut off again. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was pretty cool aside. Worms was awesome. Patsy's magic bullet for the win. Um, Hoping pitchable. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was I was playing Dirt too because I kind of got a bit bored of Grid. Not because it's bad, but because it's just, I mean, you know, it it's, it it makes you do this the the events you're not really you don't really want to do too yeah. much. It's like, just too, uh, you know, I want to do more more of the uh, muscle car street racing and stuff like that. But there isn't actually much of that. Or the dem- demolition derbies. Annoyingly, I find myself wanting to do the American style racing, which I don't feel too comfortable with, but. <laughs> Because the Japanese stuff is all about drifting and uh, right. you know precision driving, and some of the events are actually just frustrating under the control scheme. I'm starting to get the hang of drift mechanics, but they're still not okay. easy. You know, because I tend not to play with all the assists on and all that stuff, so they're still a bit of course. irritating. But anyway, yeah, I got a bit bored of tarmac, so I thought I'd throw in dirt, uh, see what happens, and uh, while I'm at it, I might as well score some achievements for this rubbish. Um, and I say I don't I don't mean rubbish in the. Uh, I was trying to yeah. stop myself from saying from this shit, but you know, <laughs> it's sort of. Uh, I know, I know. Rubbish actually sounded more derogatory there, and then you said shit anyway. Yeah, that gets us our explicit tag, <laughs> explicit tag for this week. Anti swear. Um, yeah, just have to yeah, make we, sure we get the explicit warning. Yeah. Speaking of which, week. you totally did say what we thought you said last time. Oh, I haven't listened to that bit again yet. <laughs> I, haven't, I I did, didn't I? I don't know how I managed to say that. I think it was <laughs> the like, C bomb. Uh, I did. It, I definitely did mean to when I was saying it, and I listened back at, because afterwards I was like, "What did I even say?" And it was it was hunt, wasn't it? With an H. Yeah. That I was hunting. hunting. Yeah, I was hunting, and I said hunting, and I don't know how that turned into the C word. Uh, oh, that's so funny, though. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> it was quite funny. Oh, yes. I keep assigning myself. Yeah, you, that was your fault. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. And so I've been playing Dirt 2 to get some achievements and, <laughs> and and I have a good time, obviously. And it is properly good, unsurprisingly. Yeah. It's, uh, 
It's, it, it sort of moves away from the... Uh, graphically, it moves away from the old uh, realism is brown thing, which is nice. Oh, good, because that was like... Given that, yeah, given that there's yeah. so much dirt around, there's actually more vibrancy in the cars and stuff, so it doesn't look quite so brown. <laughs> <laughs> there must have been responding to that kind of complaint about the first one. Because yeah. uh, that was one of the premier like, uh, people who... You know, games that did that realism is brown thing, wasn't it? Over bloom, over dirty, you know, that kind of crap. Yeah. It actually did look a bit like a sea of crap. So it's it's like a poop <laughs> lens. I don't know. It looked quite cool at the time, but then it was already overdone before it had even been released almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because I'm not even sure why they did it because some of the early HDR games didn't sort of have the need to be brown, did they? Like Project Gotham yeah. 3, for instance, is one of the that first. That's true. And the... That was almost pre-brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was, it was un-brown. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, yeah, was it Uncharted that make, takes the mickey out of it that with the uh, HD filter or something they call it that makes everything brown? Uncharted is just brilliant. I have to play this game. It just sounds amazing, everything about it. Uncharted 2. It's good. It's, a... it's very good. Very good. I'll have to steal your PS3 and have a go. So yeah, Dirt 2. Hmm. So does it have the like pyramid thing from the first one? Where you have to progress it's in a pyramid? Kinda, yeah. Because um, uh, I never finished the first one. It was really <laughs> that long. was well done. You successfully kept your computer there. <laughs> I'm having a, a pizza menu shoved in my face. It's... <laughs> That that explains the sort of because <laughs> it came out of me there. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Let's try and stay on topic for a second. <laughs> just just get it overdone with, and then we can let the random explode. I don't think that's ever going to quite work, is it? No. <laughs> so you don't talk about dirt yet? No. Okay. Well, it doesn't have the pyramid structure. It has the more structure, like uh, well, random events just sort of turn up, basically. As you get more experience points, they sort of unlock. There is a fixed pattern to them, but okay. the way they're arranged and stuff, you don't have to do them in any pattern at all. You just go where you want, do the event you want, move on. Um, mm. Which is cool, because it means you get to pick and choose how you do it even, with even more freedom than any of the other ones. But mm. well, that's good. It's, uh, and it, it makes you, you know, it's experience and stuff. It makes you feel like you're playing a skanky RPG in, in some non-real way. <laughs> it's just some way of saying you've leveled up because that always makes you feel good And but I presume you can't just play rally you have to do all this sort of American well yeah you, you've picked up on still. the thing that's an, that I've noticed that probably annoys me the most about the game more than anything else at least in Dirt 1 you still have the option of saying I want to do just a rally you yeah. know traditional Colin McRae rally style you could just go I want to do a rally I want to do a championship you know do it properly you, you didn't do have that, yeah. to do the campaign tray um, now you can't Right. They, they've totally got rid of that. And in fact, Rally seems to have very little emphasis, which is a shame because the pace notes are still awesome to the point where you can choose your co-driver and stuff. Really? Yeah. You can. Yeah. You, at the moment, I have a choice between a Scottish bloke, which is cool, okay. or, or a whiny American woman. So I picked the Scottish bloke. <laughs> yeah, just to remind you of Nicky Grist or whatever it was. Yeah. Is that the guy? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's him. Colin McRae's uh, actual... And design. the annoying thing is, though, at some point I'm going to have to use the whiny woman because there's an achievement in the game for winning two cups in a tournament uh, with a female co-driver, um, which has the snappy title, Two Cups, One Girl. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> Lovely. I'm just waiting for the final of the World Cup, so it's like two teams, one cup. That'd be awesome. 
not even a cup. That's the problem. No, no. One <laughs> weird ball Hand. thing. Yeah. What, two teams, one hand of nod. Yeah, <laughs> it is like a hand of nod, isn't it? Sort of. No, it's not in a hand, though, is it? It's like behind somebody's back, almost, it's isn't it? sort of a hand. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't, it sort of just looks like a globe that's sort of been attached to some plant or something. <laughs> like it's been overgrown and it's being held up. Isn't it like a woman with wings or something that are held back? Like, I don't know. No, isn't that what you put on a Rolls Royce? Yeah, similar to that. Yeah, similar to that, but with a globe on top, sort of. I don't know. Is that no, the World just, Cup? I don't it know. World Cup is fist like, pushing through some goop. Yeah, it's like quite chunky. <laughs> yeah. Solid. <laughs> well, you can't drink out of it anyway. No. Which is a shame. Unless it's hollow. <laughs> yeah, unless, it, unless it's hollow and there's a secret drinking hole. You can drink out of like the FA Cup, can't you? You take the top off. You could drink out of it. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a cup cup. Yes, a proper cup cup. Mm. So anyway, back to Rob's games again. <laughs> <laughs> what else? There's, there's, there's not much else to say, really, other than it's 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 <coughs> a better presented version of Dirt 1 with slightly more emphasis on the um, racing element compared right. to a sort of time-based element. There's more of an emphasis on racing other cars on the track. Is that, um, how's the AI on those guys and like the frame rate when they're all bumming around near you? For me, that, not a problem. That wasn't, that wasn't so good in the first one, I, I found. Like well, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing the Xbox version, I'm playing PC. Um, yeah. And, and running on my rig, there's very little problem at all. Okay. It's uh, silky smooth the whole time. Um, but how, how, well, how about their sort of behavior, like their AI? Are they... It's, yeah, it's pretty good, actually. They, they, they do stick to the, um, they can be sort of predictable in the grid sense, and that you know where they're going to break and what line they're going to take okay. sometimes. But that that just gives you an opening on how to drive crazily if you want to to sort of barge your way past them. Um, oh. They're pretty solid. If you're playing on something like the 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 two harder difficulty levels, they 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 will put up a decent challenge without feeling like they're just path movementing. You know, like cheating their way around the course. They do feel like yeah. they're actually part of it and driving properly. But then again, Codemasters games have never really had that problem, have they? No. The classic racing problems like rubber banding or not true driving or... They've always, they're sort of experts, aren't they, on racing games, yeah. I guess, Codemasters. They, they, they make you feel like it's, like the AI isn't, um, uh, you know, it's not constrained by, by any sort of predetermined logic, like random shit can happen to them too. Yeah, it's exactly. emphasized. I haven't really seen it too much in dirt yet, but in grid there were some great moments where cars in front would just crash out or tires would blow or something like oh, that, cool. and they just spin out. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. I, I don't know if I mentioned this when I was speaking about grid before, but there was an amazing moment where I was I was in third place. There was no way I could catch up with the two guys in front, except for the fact that one of the tires blew on the guy in first. He then spun and took out the guy on second, and I narrowly avoided the crash to win. Oh, it was genius. awesome. <laughs> it's like the game's moment. not meant for moments like that, but it was brilliant. <laughs> no. Does that too have the rewind thing then? Like yeah, yeah, you still get flashbacks. Um, and they're still, as That's we discussed before, slightly one, awkward so. to... I think they were in Dirt 1. What, the... Uh, or what, or no, or did they introduce that in again. Grid? Yeah, great. Well, they might have introduced that in Grid, actually, thinking about it. Yeah, so that's um, a new feature for Dirt. Yeah, it's, a new, it's new for Dirt. But it's still implemented in that slightly awkward way, in that right. you either have to push the instant replay button 
um, which sort of you know fades out, goes to the replay, um, or goes through the menu system to get to it. It's you know it's yeah still it's not... doesn't feel quite so quite slick enough. No, but, but it's there. Okay, and that's it. and they still haven't made the time you can rewind quite big enough. Okay, yeah. It's fine if you make a mistake and instantly go, right, I'm going to stop that. But if you've made an awesome mistake that's resulted in a ridiculous crash, and you've watched um, it, you're yeah. probably going to have to restart the race because you'll rewind time and you'll be just about to crash. <laughs> <laughs> that is annoying. <laughs> okay. It's pretty much useless. There's been times where that happened in Grid where I, I, I made a mistake, plowed into a tire wall and thought, oh, that's fine, I'll just plow out the other side. Uh, and then got st- tried to plow through the second wall on the other side of this uh, chicane. Um, and got my car wedged up on tires. Kind of like, you know, imagine a car on bricks. There were tires there instead of bricks. <laughs> oh, okay. It was rubbish. So I, I tried to rewind time. And obviously, because um, uh, I've been doing this, took a little bit of time, it rewound it to the precise point where I hit the wall in the first place. Oh, so it's no. like, well, this isn't helping at all. <laughs> all you get is to see the whole exact crash again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, dear. Hmm. Interesting. But it is very good. Oh, and the other thing that was nice is this is the first game I've played that's part of Games for Windows Live. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Notorious. Well, the, whilst, yeah, well, so far there's Bing. been yeah, there's been no noticeable difference between that and Xbox Live's service. It is nice, however, that the uh, achievement system is all completely linked. For instance, according, right, yeah. To, yeah, uh, according to the Xbox, it doesn't even know that I've played the PC version of the game. Dirt 2 is Dirt 2. Oh. Regardless okay. of format. So. That's not always the case. Oh, is it not always? It's like Fallout 3, you can get the achievements for the Xbox and the PC separately. So you can oh. get twice as many points. <laughs> Weird. So do you know what happens if you put Dirt 2 uh, into your Xbox? If you have one, uh, Honestly, no, but it, it's displayed without any difference. It's not like got a PC marker on it or anything. Yeah, I see. Okay. Same yeah. reviewing Xbox games on the PC. They all look like just games, which I think is fair enough. If, yeah, know, I think format, format of choice and all that. Yeah, exactly. That's good. And I, I, I haven't had too much of a problem with the Games for Windows interface either so far. I did have one glitch when I first started using it, in that, well, it didn't seem to quite know where the mouse was and highlight the wrong button. Or How does it work, exactly? Behave a bit never... weirdly. It was like moving around the screen, it would highlight the icons on the interface, depending on where the mouse was correctly. But then when I clicked, it would click something that wasn't the button <laughs> I was over. Oh, I know that. So I had a slight glitch, but that was fine when I reset the resolution to something nice. So uh, I've not seen Games for Windows Live in action. Like, is it like an overlay, like Steam does? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just a bar that comes down from the top of the screen. Press home. They decide to use a button that obviously is not used for anything else. If you, yeah, I was about to say, if you've used remote desktop, it's almost a bit like that in the way the sort of initial bar comes down because you can choose to minimize and close the game from there. Oh, I see. Or you can, or or you can open it up to see things about your friends list, your achievements list. It's a bit. It's obviously it's a bit PCified, so it doesn't have the same look and feel as the Xbox One. It's all light blue and orange. And... But that was intentional because when they first made the Games Windows Live interface, it was basically a direct copy of the Xbox One, including the actual button icons, <laughs> which didn't quite work according to plan. Mm. Mm, I can imagine. <laughs> Hmm, you still get like things like the achievement pop-ups and stuff, but they're less pronounced. They always appear at the bottom of the screen, for instance, and they're not. They don't look quite so cool actually, but they're because they're sort of in a. Does it make the less... same sound? I like think so. Thing? Yeah, they're sort of. Okay. 
Hmm. But the, the as I say, the, the the emphasis isn't quite so big on them. The noise isn't so loud. They're not so noticeable. It might just be that you're running at a higher res or something, so they look smaller. But yeah, that's probably true. Are you playing these? Three so there's something weird about though. the look that it tells you what button you're supposed to be pressing. Like go to the guide and it starts flashing home rather than the Xbox symbol. You know, it just looks a bit weird. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Just say, I I suppose they've taken every single Xbox symbol anywhere yeah, near it away it from with something it. else. Right, okay. Because you don't really have a snappy. You know, equivalent. I guess you've got the little Windows ball thing. Yeah, I'd imagine if you're using an Xbox controller, though, you could still probably use the guide Home, button to get into the guide it. Button. Yeah, it's, I expect so. But I'm not. I'm still using my Sidewinder steering wheel for dirt. Cool. I could, I could, in theory, attach the Xbox steering wheel to it, but I like the Sidewinder. It feels good in the hand. <laughs> yeah. It's a tradition, anyway. <laughs> You have to use the old, the old. It's Microsoft anyway, so it's just yeah. really old Microsoft. Microsoft. I'm still surprised it works, to be honest. Yeah, it's I quite, mean, it's the... quite old, and, and 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 I didn't have to install any drivers for it. Just plugged it into seven, and it was like, hello. Hmm, interesting. It's USB, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is it USB There's... one? Uh, probably. Probably, yeah. I guess yeah, it doesn't need say, to be when, USB 2, does it? No, it probably not doesn't need data. a data rate, no. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, interesting. Well, that's good. So that's, oh, yeah. that's that, what that's, you've been playing. That's, that's one of the things I've been playing, anyway. <laughs> and, it's, and it's good. And they, uh, yeah, and they get to call me Spoon, which is interesting. How often is that actually used? Is it in the menus? or, or do they? Yeah, sort of like... Um, I don't know how much of Grid you've actually played, but you know, at the end of that, your 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 team leader and your you'd have like a driving coach who'd like or mechanic dude who would tell you how bad your car was and things, uh, or this woman lady that would sort of congratulate you or tell you what you've got to do next, and they'd always sort of say, uh, "Hey, Ice Man, good job." Or in the middle of the race, it's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry, Ice Man, that that last knock didn't do too much damage. You're fine. Carry on driving." Blah 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 blah. Not that bad. You know, those two guys would refer to you and stuff. And that's the reason why I didn't choose my name. It's because the American pronunciation of Robert isn't that flattering. Actually, just Robert in title doesn't sound flattering to me. It's not a good name. Rob is better, but there isn't a Rob option. I have to choose Robert. And in a sort of patronizing American lady accent, it's like, nice driving, Robert. (laughs) Robert. Yeah, it's just (laughs) making me cringe. (laughs) Okay. So you have to choose something completely so to, different. So I had to choose something stupid, which is why I'm Iceman. <laughs> Iceman is really stupid, though, because of the like whole sort of Top Gun, like, you know. Uh, I think was it most Falcon of the names from Top... It? Yeah, I think most of the names from Top Gun are in the list. Oh, you can like, be... Like Goose. I could have been, I should have chose Goose. Goose. <laughs> that would be good. Goose! Goose, no! Oh, poor Goose. <laughs> And poor Goose's wife, Meg Ryan, whatever her name is. That was uh, her name in real life. No, but that's, yeah, that's the actress's name, yeah. I don't Mrs. Know. Goose. Mrs. Goose, yeah. Mother Goose. Bob, uh, Bob. Tish. Because so, <laughs> they had yeah. a kid as well, didn't they? So she was Mother Goose. Yeah, literally. Well, except, <laughs> would that mean that she was the mother of Goose? No, that doesn't work. No, no. I think we're putting too much thought into this, Boston. <laughs> or not enough thought. <laughs> the complex uh, semantic issue. <laughs> Indeed it is. 
So you've been playing racing games. Any other kind of games? Yeah. Oh yeah, more more racing games. The, another racing game that's <laughs> oh, a yeah. slightly less notability. Which it's is a, no, 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 variety. No, I don't know. Some word that yeah. started in note. Um, Sega and Sonic All Stars Racing. Wait, no, oh. Sonic and Sega All Stars <laughs> Racing. Oh, yeah. Too much S. Sonic and Sega and and also some Sonic, yeah, Nintendo and, and, and people. Banjo. No. Isn't it got Banjo in it? Well, the Xbox version does, yeah. It's got Banjo. Oh, so that's what have you Nintendo. got? That's Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think yeah. the PS3 version has some dude as well. But the PC version gets no one. <laughs> oh, okay. So, we're, no, we're missing out on a character. But they said that Banjo was rubbish anyway because he actually had lower stats than most of the other characters. Because he's not a Sega All-Star. <laughs> Go on. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm confused. Because I thought... When I saw Banjo, I got, I got like, um, things confused in my mind because Rare made um, Diddy Kong Racing, didn't they? Yes. Didn't they? Yeah. yeah, and of course Rare made Banjo, and I was thinking, well, that's a bit of a crossover. That's like Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games or something going on here, but no. Yeah, no, no it's just a cheesy tie-in, you know, kind of like how Soul Calibur uh, 4 had characters, no, Soul Calibur 2, sorry, had characters from yeah. each of the systems they were released on. Like, like, yeah, the GameCube version gets Link, who is totally awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, the other shit. Yeah, PS3 got... Sorry, PS2 got Hey Hatchy from Tekken, which makes and, a bit of sense. It's another Namco game. And... Uh, X got, got, like, Spawn or something, rather. Yeah, like, some some weird... Yeah, he, he was like a... It, it, well, not from any other game. He was just, like, devised from, like by a comic book artist, I think. Yeah, I game. think he was a comic book character, I think. Anyway... And like yeah, Soul Calibur before had like Star Wars characters, didn't it? Like Darth Vader and Yoda and Yeah. yeah. Which was rubbish. They really shouldn't yeah. have done that. Because no, Soul Calibur before isn't a bad game. They just no. decided to fuck it up with the force. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's just ruin this. Well, it just much. meant that anyone who was any good could basically stun or judder your component component. Your your <laughs> character into basically not being able to do very much. There were certain combinations of moves where you'd have no control. Yeah, what well, happened next? And it was rubbish. The, the problem with the game wasn't actually because Yoda was fairly cool. He was he was short, which meant you couldn't use high attacks on him. That wasn't but, cool. No, it was, it was that all was right. Really was, annoying. But he was he was still fairly killable because he didn't have much in the way of move sets of his own. His entire special ability was moving the fuck away. You know, crazy jumps and stuff. Not actually too much in the way of attack, so it was balanced. Whereas the mm. apprentice was just a bastard. Hmm. Yeah, and nobody cares about the Apprentice either, unless you played that game. Well, which there is a se- Force Unleashed, wasn't he? Or? Yeah, yeah. There's a sequel coming up apparently. But anyway, Sonic and Sega, Sega and Sonic Racing, All Star, All Star Racing, Mario Kart, Mario Kart, <laughs> Mario Kart Sonic, Sonic Kart, <laughs> Sonic Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Kart. Uh, What's it like? Yeah, it's not bad actually. The, okay. the, my biggest concern so far is that it's been really. Really easy. I mean, <laughs> okay. there's, there's been very little in the way of difficulty. There's a couple of hard tracks, let's put it that way, that have caused me difficulty because I've driven into the wall rather than going around the corner. That kind of does rubbish. it have like different speeds, like CCs? Like, um, I don't think it out. does. I think it's like the difficulty levels are actually just the uh, difficulty of the opponents rather than the speed. I could be wrong on that, but I'll have to. Okay, it doesn't, it's not noticeably different because Mario Kart gets pretty hard, doesn't it? Like, even do. if you're yeah. playing the AI. Yeah, can do. Uh, 
especially the original yeah, Mario Kart. Sort of the higher levels, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle sometimes, but still doable. Mm. Yeah, relatively, I'm saying though, for for considering it's like a kiddie game, as well, seen as yeah, you know. but even the easy levels, you know, would put up a bit of they'd be interesting at least. Yeah, but the problem, and it's weird that I'm describing this as a problem, is that they've made what well, they've made it way too easy, and I'm not quite sure how. In that the you you can just get miles ahead of the ahead of the ahead of the uh, your opponents. Right, there's no like quite, rubber banding there. No, there, there seems to be. And that's weird to say that they, you know, that that's a bad thing. But in this case, it probably would have made the game a bit more interesting. I see. Yeah. In the easier modes. Because it's not like it's a realistic. Up, you could still game, own them, but no, no. Yeah. It's so it's, it's it's weird to say, you know, because it's often considered a bad thing, isn't it, rubber banding? But in this well, case, yeah. it might have actually helped. Yeah. Hmm. No, no. But anyway, yeah. issue. It's it's weird. Um. It, the track design is quite nice, I'll have to say. That is pretty sweet. I mean, weirdly, what sort of not are they, some, we, are they based on levels some, from Sonic and things? Yeah, is that like a Green of. Hill they, Zone or something? There's, there's several themes they're based on. Like they've, well, they haven't picked Green Hill, which I was expecting. They've picked Splash Hill, which is from uh, Sonic Heroes. Oh, okay. I think so. I think it's the starting level in Sonic Heroes. No, that's oh, sorry, not Splash Hill. Splash Hill's from um, the upcoming Sonic 4. Yeah. Of course. Um, How do you know yeah. that? Have you been watching previews? I've been reading the blog. Oh dear! You're such a, you're a Sonic fanboy, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah we all no, knew yeah. this. Yeah, but I freaking love it. <laughs> yeah, it better be good, but uh, which it won't yeah, be. But, uh, <laughs> it's like if they fuck up, what well, was probably the best plan they've had in a while. There, there will be some serious hell to pay. Uh, it's like they're, they're, they're always sort of going at the same time. They're making that. They're making that suit Sonic colors. Oh, it's I, like, I saw that. We're, we're carefully... It. It's like they've moved all the stupid, shitty sidekick stuff and then put that into a separate game. <laughs> like, we filtered it out. <laughs> ah, clever. So that everyone could just not buy that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look at that just to see how shit it looks there. And um, I, I sort of didn't bother reading the post about it because I saw, sort of saw the name and thought, this, 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 is, this is probably edutainment. Yeah. It, it has some... It's like... I don't know. It's one of those classic. Well, it's like it's looking like it's going to be another one of those classic. Like when what we were talking about another game that did this the other week, weren't we? The where it was I I compared it to Wizmore, where it's like colors and you know you you get the colors and then they fill in the black and whiteness of the landscape or whatever. Oh yeah, Prince of Persia. Wasn't oh yeah, it? yeah. yeah. It, it's looking very suspiciously like it's going to be something along those lines with like the little colored friendly things that you have to rescue or whatever. Oh yes, random aside from that point, because I mentioned it last time we talked about this, De Blob 2 is in production. <laughs> is that so? Just for you should know. <laughs> Not that I've played the first I one, you'll have any okay. opinion about it. It's just, whoa. News. <laughs> but, um, oh, and the other thing... You heard it here, third or fourth. But yeah, least. last. <laughs> but the other thing that, that has looked slightly... that Well, I haven't really seen very much about this Sonic Colors or whatever, but, but it's like, obviously, there's like the... What are you looking at? Oh, I just realised what I was writing on the back of. It's like um, uh, Gnome is obviously planning to do some... She, she, uh, Naomi, my other half, occasionally does like um, menu things for the uh, the sanctuary, which is below the place of work she works at, but it's just got local beef, local cheddar, and local smoked bacon, <laughs> and that got my attention. <laughs> you're you're hungry, basically, is what we're saying. Yeah, 
Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's a hat trick burger. Yeah. <laughs> local smoked bacon. A local hat trick so, burger. As I was saying before, I was interrupting my Rob's right, tongue. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I had a bit of a moment there. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it's these coloured things in Sonic Colours or whatever. And obviously there's like one for each colour of the rainbow or whatever. So, so literally, pretty much the first post on the announcement for this in like the comments was like, "What, what do you want to bet that these things will suddenly turn into the Chaos Emeralds at some point?" Because <laughs> it's like <laughs> obviously, because the Chaos Emeralds are like specifically coloured, but they can never decide how many of them there are. No, so there can easily be as many colours as they want. So there's a, officially there's supposed to be seven, I think. Yeah, from the canon, but you know the first games only had the six. canon. Sonic well, canon. <laughs> well, if you were to follow the original and good story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But why would it have they... been seven anyway? Yeah, I'm not sure. Did they just. I mean, it's obvious that well, the they had the colours. coloured ones and then they had the grey emerald, which was considered the weird one, isn't it? Or something. <laughs> grey emerald. Yeah, which yeah. was and green. The, and then the master green emerald, which is more green. Maybe it's like the, a more awesome green. <laughs> well, it's actually <laughs> emerald, so it had to be green. So, are there Chaos Emeralds in Sonic and Sega All Star Racing? Uh, <laughs> How is that a difficult, well, a difficult question? To answer? There, there are, but they're not available to every character. In the sense, it's um, it's basically one of the power ups that Sonic and Shadow get. Right. Ah, I see. It's like um, you know how in Mario Kart, if you're miles behind, you get your character special. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's basically that. Every every character in the game has an all-star move, which makes them go a bit mental for a bit. But they're all, <laughs> the interesting thing is that they're all different. It's not like just boost to the front of the pack. Some of them are actually really crap, and I'm not quite sure what they do. Like I've never, I've never actually used them myself because so far it's been too easy. So I've always <laughs> been at the front. But oh, so uh, you never see... get to see them unless you're lagging behind. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Certain weapons are only open up to you when you're behind. Mario Kart does the same thing. When you're in yeah, front, yeah. you only really get green shells and stuff. And but in Mario Kart, you end up behind sometimes. <laughs> you can do. Well, yeah, you get yeah. the blue shell, which is there isn't an equivalent for here. Right, um, okay. Unlike in Blur, where there is a sort of equivalent. Yeah, but it's cool in Blur. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, sort yeah. of dodge it, and it's not that evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, so, so you get the... Yeah, so Sonic and Shadow can get... Um, um, can get can get chaos emeralds as their thing, so they'll turn into super sonic or super shadow, and uh, well, go... they just get all the chaos emeralds. Yeah, they just get given them, and then they go, and they go raw and go charging forward for a few seconds. Um, Wouldn't it have been more logical to just give them chaos controls and just have everyone slow down? <laughs> yeah, but they never really associate chaos control with Sonic, do they? Apart from they did. Well, at the end of Sonic Adventure Two, that one time. Yeah, but then he. They carried that on into. What did they carry that on to? <laughs> Why can I remember that? They did. Well, I think it might have been in the in the anime thing. Can't yeah. So, have you tried the online on PC? Like, because it's no. a game, really, isn't it? Because there isn't any. Oh. Exactly. Well, massive, so... o- massive, massive oversight. There's a um... split screen multiplayer, but there's no actual online. The bit I'm not sure about is whether or not this is a removal from the PC version. Okay. What, you mean whether there's no Xbox Live uh, Yeah, service? I'm wondering if, if the Xbox Live support or PSN s- still worked correctly. Because, mm. yeah, it, it's a bit of an issue. Because, it's a, yeah, these games are designed for multiplayer. And they, are, they, ha- yeah. they haven't done it. 
And um, split screen on multiplayer is, you know, fine on consoles, but on PC it's quite unusual to say the least. Yeah. It's getting more. There's no more reason why we couldn't consoles. get it to work. It's just that I'm not sure anyone here that I know of would want to play it with me. No. <laughs> so that so that that idea is kind of lost on on it. Which is mm. a shame. I can't complain too much because I did only get it for a ten hour Steam sale, but Oh, fair enough, yeah. Well, that's probably all the PC cells are going to get for that game, really, isn't it? That's yeah. I imagine. Yeah. You know, I took a bit of a punt on it because it it, it 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 hasn't got bad reviews. They all say it's you know a fairly good kart racer. But yeah, yeah. The lack of online, I can't. I seriously can't imagine that that can't exist on the console versions. Hmm. It just seems ridiculous for it not to be there. You do get a mission mode though, which is a bit different. Um, in that you get a series that there's like 60 or 70 odd individual challenges, some of which are quite inventive, actually. Like there's um, one of the ones you get, you have to be Dr. Robotnik and you're driving around one of the courses based on yeah, um, okay. or Final Fortress, they call it. I don't know if that's from a game. That's Heroes. Well, it's Heroes, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's based on that, uh, the Final Fortress. And But basically you're driving around and you get all the power-ups give you one of the weapons, which is a boxing glove. I'm not quite sure what game that comes from exactly, but it's a flying boxing glove. Okay. Boxing glove. Yeah, they're, well, they're all jet-powered boxing gloves, basically, that you fire around the track. That could um, be anything. Yeah, it could Robotnik. be anything. That's, but... just like, that's the Robotnik's kind of standard retardant shit that you make. Yeah. That's one of the standard weapons, anyway. They're like the green shell of the game. And, uh, oh, I see. Uh, you, 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 yeah, and the entire challenge is just, you have to hit all the targets before you reach the end of the course, basically. Uh, within a certain time limit, you know, little different things, or collect all the rings on this co- on this course before the time runs out, or slight variations, basically. The bit I was okay. a bit annoyed about is if they bothered to put rings in on these missions, couldn't they have done a uh, Mario Kart style, um, you know, collect coins on the track to make yourself go that little bit quicker? Because I always liked that. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was sort of okay. Apart from the trouble with the Mario Kart version is it was like it was a one one off thing in that GBA game where it's like the coins are on the track and then whoever got there first picked them up and then they you was know there, they didn't respawn. Was there no way to steal them or remove them from characters? Because I thought in the well, SNES you version hit, you got hit, you dropped them. Or well, in in the GBA version, if you got hit, you lost some of them, but they didn't come out to you know oh, right. they weren't available for other people to steal and they didn't respawn on the track. They were just mm. lost. <laughs> That would make more sense in the kind of Sonic, the way that when Sonic gets hit, he loses rings. You know, yeah, so they could be it? dropped around the track. It would be quite nice, actually. That'd be quite good. Which leads me to sort of my, my other concern with the game, in, in the sense that the mechanics of the game are pretty good, but they're pretty simple. I mean, more simple than most kart racers, let's put it that way. You still get a drift mechanic, um, which you use okay. to gain uh, boost, uh, but it's... The way you do it is you hold it is sim- it's again it's exactly the same as the Mario Kart system in that you hold down a button to start yeah. drifting, uh, and then you control your drift from there. And the drift the boost gets stronger the longer you drift. There's no like snaking strategy from previous Mario Kart games. Are you sure? No, not not, <laughs> not not that I know of anyway, because um, it powers up over time. And you have the ability when you're in the air, you can push one of the buttons to do a little trick that if you've got enough time to pull off, you get boost when you land. And there's no penalty for fucking it up. You just sort of don't get your boost when you land. But, okay. So, it, but it's just too simple. Is the, is the problem with the control scheme? Very mm. rarely do, you, and and the track design doesn't help it in places because it's very rarely you actually need to slow down for anything. In the same way, you know, Mario Kart does the same thing. There's very little where if you actually 
there's no there are a couple of places where I can think of corners where with certain characters you do actually have to slow down to make it round. But yeah, it's uh, it's, yeah, it's too easy in terms of actually just driving. You're kind of going through the motions a bit sometimes with that. Yeah, thing. yeah, fair enough. But they do have so some you... fairly cool power-ups in places. Like as I say, the 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 boxing gloves just add an interesting sort of. It's just for the sounds they make, really, because they fly around the track, and when they hit someone, they just go, <laughs> ding, ding! <laughs> and, <laughs> that's quite cool. And uh, mm. so you get, like one of the weapons you get at the back of the pack is the giant missile, which is kind of cool, because it's basically like this humongous blue rocket starts flying <laughs> over the track, and you can um, and, and it's manual detonation. So you can fly it, to, it up to whoever you want and go, boom! <laughs> which is cool. So they have to be in your line of sight, sir? So. Well, no, it, it's, it's like the red shell, and that it will follow the track. Oh, okay. It won't home in specifically on someone. It will just follow the track and then you blow it up when you want to. Okay. Which could it's be pretty cool. anywhere, like when you can't even see it. Yeah, in theory, you could just let it fly and then go boom at some point. Whenever you like. Just hope somebody's yeah. around. There might be a time limit on that. I don't know. I've never tried it. But there are some other ones as well. Like you could, the rainbow you drop behind you, which obscures the view of whoever drives into it. The crazy rainbow patterns. Oh, what, like, psychedelic yeah. acid trip? <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> and the, uh, uh, what else do you get? You get this weird star thing that I'm not quite sure, again, of the source or the reference, but um, that when you fire it, it flips someone's camera upside down. So they're still, the, the controls are still the same, oh, I've but seen their that. view of yeah. their character is upside down, which is yeah. quite off-putting. Hmm. So um, what are the cool. Sega All-Stars, then, beyond sort of the Sonic Well, characters? there's the Sonic world. There's the Jet Set Radio Future. Really? World, no on way. Which there are tracks. Yeah, they've, they've brought characters and tracks from that. Why? I mean, that franchise is, like, dead as a door now, now. I mean, who... I think they recognise it as being their most awesome, though. Yeah. One of the most awesome. Oh, that's good. Okay. Because they, that... they brought... With it, you get some of the music. Unfortunately, the tracks are probably the weak link on, on there, because they're, they're sort of based on the area, but they look sort of bland, is the problem with the Jet Set okay. Radio ones. They don't look quite so vibrant as they did on foot, you know. Right, yeah. It, it's a bit strange. Apart from, uh, what was that area with the uh, sort of giant Chinese pillar in the middle with the pink dragon wrapped around it? Uh, oh, I, I know, I know. Sort of the like twilight zone. Or the red light district there. area, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that, that track's kind of cool. 99th Street, I think it was. Yeah, uh, something like that. that or, right? With Rapid 99, who were the, uh, <laughs> the all-female like gang type yeah. thing situation. Going anyway, it was, it was there, and that was pretty cool. Um, okay. that's, what, that's, the, that's the best Jet Set Radio track. You get uh, House of the Dead tracks. Uh, really? Based, well, in, uh, based in the Curian Mansion. Okay. Hmm. They're, they're not so great. <laughs> to be honest, but they, they're not, actually they're not that bad. Some of them are pretty cool. Like there's one in the in a sewer system, um, where everything like uh, all the power ups are in a river floating down the track or something. So yeah, so they're all moving, and uh, associated with it. So that's, that's that's a bit different. And there are different routes you can take on that one as well, which is quite nice. So you get zombies popping up all the time. You run away. There are occasional like... zombies. Yes. <laughs> right. Hmm. And I think there's a couple of characters called like Zombio and Robio or something from supposedly <laughs> from one of the house. Yeah, supposedly from one of the House of the Dead games, but don't know who they are. Unless they're from something else, I don't know. But uh, you get mm. Billy Hatcher. Billy Hatcher again seems another bit of a weird choice because he only had one game on the <laughs> GameCube, 
it wasn't a bad game by any stretch of the means, but it's hard to sort of call him an all-star. Yeah, Sega all-star. So basically they've pulled him and they've pulled a load of tracks, which are actually some of the better tracks, to be honest. They're quite expressive in terms of the artwork and stuff. And you get random eggs rolling around, which are getting away. But what about the classics from, um, from, what's it called? Sonic R. Not Sonic R. Sonic Riders. What about the classics with Sam and Amigo and uh, Space Channel 5? <laughs> they exist, yes. Uh, Sam and Amigo has uh, Amigo the monkey as a, as a playable racer and also a load of tracks based on it. One of which is really cool because the entire town basically, you drive through areas and the entire place is dancing, like including all the buildings. And uh, at one point you go through a wrestling arena and uh, we're fighting people. And... Uh, that's that's kind of a cool level. There's one one of their levels isn't particularly nice visually. It's just kind of a town. It doesn't really move or do anything. It's just a you know a Mexican town. <laughs> it's a or a Brazilian town. You know, pretty rubbish. Um, hmm. But it's an okay track. It's just not very interesting to look at. Um, what else do we get? Uh, what, what, what do you have? Tracks you get based off. Well, there's more Sonic because you get yeah, the the final fortress levels. Um, um, oh, Super Monkey Ball. Oh, yeah. yeah, that so, makes sense. So, I.I. is a racer. And, um, <laughs> they should do like stuff that's not, not in a ball. That'd be great. Yeah, like, crazy yeah. Taxi. Not that I've seen. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen any Crazy Taxi. They still haven't. Crazy about, Taxi! <laughs> they still haven't like released that on Xbox Live Arcade or anything like that, I don't think. Well, no, but they've. Um, have you seen the pre-E3 announcement? Yeah, I've, I heard that, that they're. They're basically Sega have done a deal with Microsoft to bring Dreamcast games in general yeah, that's right. to that's right. Live Arcade. Meaning Sonic Adventure is going to turn up on Live Arcade. On... That's crazy. And then everyone who played Sonic 2006 will suddenly realise how shit it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If anyone played Sonic 2000, well, I think they knew it was shit. Well, yeah. But the weird thing is, <laughs> you can't play, play that Sonic without and... thinking this is crap. Can you really? Well, that, <laughs> you can't. It's, it's just, <laughs> It's hilarious, is the thing. It's just—it's one of those comically bad games. Oh, it's so yeah. awful! I could not believe it was ridiculous. <laughs> it's, like, I just yeah. played the demo. It's like, what is going on? Actually, no, the demo was was the, the best, best bit of the, the game. Best part, yeah. <laughs> and, and that wasn't too bad because it, there was multiple routes you could do. And it wasn't even the whole level either. Was, that was like the, the good level, bit no. of that level. Yeah. Uh, uh, was that the game with that thing where you, you it was like a moving level and then you fell off and you got stuck in the scene and you were like spinning around like a crazy... <laughs> it was the super speed levels. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where you'd hit something and die, but you would, you'd just sit there wiggling against it. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't quite know what to do because it's sort of yeah. like, against solid objects, things that... But the, the, the idea was that if you hit something in the way, you'd stumble, but you'd keep moving. Yeah. But it didn't know how, what to do if you hit something solid. Or like, something yeah. exactly perpendicular. Yeah, like a bit of island or something that you can't just stumble over or, you know, a solid wall or something. So you'd get stuck on it and then you'd get, it would register multiple hits and you'd eventually die just tumbling over and over into this wall. <laughs> so bad. Hmm. So, yes. So, been playing anything else then? Let's get moving along a little, I think. Oh, I'm trying to think who else is in Sega and Sonic All Stars because this is causing a conversation on the side, which is good. <laughs> Yeah, I guess how long true. have we spent? I don't know. Well, uh, well, there's a choo choo. Sorry, choo choo rocket. Choo choo's in there as a oh. as a racer. What a small! Is it the mouse or the cat? I can never. Uh, choo choo's are the mice. Yeah. I think I forget what the mice the cats were called. I think there was something obvious like mouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Um, you've got um, I can never remember her names, but two of the two of the main fighters from Virtual Fighter are racers. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> they had generic names. Yeah, generic karate dudes. Um, yeah, as, as we mentioned guys, earlier, that'd be good. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess you can't really see their face. Yeah, no, that's true. You get, well, yeah, because House of the Dead only has the mansion. It doesn't have your guys. Like, or like oh, Agent G. Yeah. <laughs> you do see the Virtual Cop guys at the start of Virtual Cop when they drive up in their car and they get out. I suppose. And shout some stupid retarded line at the bad guys. <laughs> isn't, there a, a, isn't one of them a girl in Virtual Cop 2? Is that right? I can't remember. Maybe. No, perhaps no, not. No, I, th- I don't think they get were. Get out not of in, the way. <laughs> it's something, isn't it? It's like it's the <laughs> yeah. voice acting back in the day. It's pure terrible. It's so do you awful. Get, do you get... Wait, is Time Crisis Sega? It's not, is it? No, uh, it's, no Namco. it's Namco. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it's the same kind of game, basically. Yeah, like a game with really bad acting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's it's time. how I thought of it. It's time for the one-man army, Richard Miller. It <laughs> <laughs> was all right, though, that, that voiceover. It wasn't too bad voice acting, was it? It There's a bit of kidnapping. Was... It's Rachel, the daughter of the president of Cersea, or something. Yeah. <laughs> but the That's worst all... voice acting in those games is always like the enemies all to the civilians. Yeah, Don't no. Shoot. Oh, yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or the enemies in Time Christ getting up and going, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this is awesome. I yeah, never found Christ. one one actual arcade machine a copy of the original Time Crisis and because I played it so much on PlayStation I knew where all the enemies were I could actually get really far through it on like what, one credit yeah that was really cool, no, that was cool. Uh, I, I've, I never was that great at gun games in the actual arcades I'm not too I'm not bad at them but they, you know you yeah. still go through too much money the, the, the one I was the best at was Virtual Cop 3 yeah which was brilliant because it, yeah, was, uh, I remember it, that one. it had the idea of pushing a pedal to slow down time, meaning you could oh, shoot yeah. certain bullets out of the air that were dangerous. Meaning you could actually stop yourself from dying in places. Yeah, that's and cool. uh, it was it was a really well designed gun game actually. I hate all harsh the ones on the pickups, but I hate all the gimmicky ones that don't use just pistols. Like I love the old pistols from like Time Crisis and Virtual Cop, and when it's like TCT. now you can use a shotgun, now you can use a massive gun blade machine gun. Now you know all these. There's always some gimmick, like some submachine gun or know. something. Crisis Zone was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's not for me. I prefer the uh, just straight up. Um, Time Crisis Three didn't play too badly either. It was well, even even with the weapon switching options. Basically, your best bet was to stick with the pistol, and then occasionally. Oh yeah, I don't mi- I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind if you can change. The oh, the screen. yeah, Zach just, mean... just reminded me about Ghost Squad because he, he just pulled out yeah, his yeah. wallet one of the Ghost Squad save cards. I still oh, have yeah. it. If yeah, I want to use it, I'm across the Ghost Squad machine. Defuse the bomb. The only reason we played that so much was because we had one at Mega Bowl, and uh, yeah. after every shift we'd have a game, pretty much. So we, so yeah. we got quite far. Although we never did. You had to play it for like hours and hours and hours to get the costume, which was at the end of the list, which looks suspiciously like a bear. <laughs> okay, you tell yourself that would have been funny. Although we do, you do get the Rambo suit quite early on, so you can look like Rambo <laughs> in the cutscenes. I wonder if I've still got that initial D card with my <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah on it. That, that, yeah. that actually just had D as your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started typing in dad and uh, something went wrong or something and I ended up with the with the with the name D. My initial My name is my name yeah, his initial D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, no, I probably don't. Do you ever remember the um 
I'll tell you one thing, you know, that Mario Kart could have done and What's got that? away with it. Do you, do you remember the Mario Kart arcade machine? Uh, yeah, Specifically I mean... the Mario Kart 2 arcade machine, because the first one wasn't much cop, let's be honest. Uh, I remember you liking one, it. Yeah, no, the second one was funny, because it actually had a, um, a progression system. In the at the start of each race, there's a random set of items you, you get chose you get you get picked as being allowed to use. So when you run over a power up on the track, you only pick from that set. Um, and as you progress through the game, you unlock the ability to use more and more power ups. Um, right. Obviously, yeah. that worked on a save card basis again. So the more you played the game with a card, the more you unlocked these items. Um, but some of the but there were so many items, and some of them were crazy. My personal favorite being the off key horn. The what? <laughs> the off-key horn. It, it was basically, there's one of these in Sega and Sonic All-Stars Racing as well, but it's not quite so off-key. Um, it, basically, if you fired it, everyone around your car at the time would go into a spin, but it just made an awesome noise. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> and it was really loud for all the speakers. <laughs> it was amazing. Was it literally called the off-key horn? Yes, quite literally. Okay. It was the off-key horn. And the oh, announcer dear. would say it like that as well, because it had um, play-by-play announcements. So it would be like, oh, and he's hitting with the off-key horn. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining like, uh, like a stupid um, arcade uh, football game now, like a Mario Striker Sonic or something. Or, what would Mario, Mario Striker, Striker, Striker Sonic? <laughs> Mario <laughs> so Striker like Sonic. playing Whack-A-Mole, but with Sonics coming up. No. Striker Sonic. But some stupid, like, sensible soccer or something, and, like, you get power-ups and you can deploy, like, those annoying horns from the World Cup to annoy your opponents. Uh, <laughs> seriously, that, that cannot have been... That's probably the worst idea. I mean, they'll look back at this World Cup in the future and say, so what do you remember about the South African World Cup? Uh, well, it sounded a bit like this. Uh, yeah, that'll be it. Hmm. It's just terrible. It makes it, we were saying this to Zach before, but uh, it makes the entire crowd seem incredibly apathetic about everything that's happening. So look at the goal, look at the goal, and the crowd goes, uh. Yeah, as they've been doing for the past 20 minutes anyway. So. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, and the, the, even the commentators picked up on it, saying it sounds like a swarm of bees. <laughs> it really does, like Africanized bees. <laughs> it's Africanized beads, so there's a bit of a beat behind them, you mean? Sort of like, like a bit of bongo beads. <laughs> Africanized beads is a real thing as well. well that... The bees that have been Africanized, or just African beads, you mean? Or... No, they're specifically called Africanized. Really? Because they're, it's like, they're, I think, it's, don't you get, you get them in like the US, but they're not meant to be. That's right. They're, yeah. they're um, yeah, they're, they're not. What's that called? Alien or whatever, like um, introduced species. Oh, okay. So the bees aren't supposed to be in Africa, but but, this, but they, they are supposed to be in Africa. Africanized I bees. I think yeah. they are supposed to be in Africa, but they're not supposed to be in America. And uh, and they're like killer bees or something. Like people get scared of them when they don't really cause that much problem, really. <laughs> well, they did at one point. Like some yeah. people got killed in like Central America or something, and like. People in the US got really scared that they were like swarms of them heading north <laughs> or something. But but the as with all of these like panics, yeah, as with all these panics, it kind of subsides without any real reason for like anyone to stop being scared. It's just people start being scared about the next thing that's on the news, don't they? So 
they forget about the killer bees that are probably on their way. <laughs> They're coming to you right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you won't even know because you'd be watching the World Cup. Okay, <laughs> right outside the window, you won't be able to I'm distinguish. I don't want to yeah. knock bee intelligence or sort of say that they're more intelligent than they are. But don't think... diss those bees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, no, I'm, I'm, actually, no, I got that the wrong way around. I'm being pro bee here. <laughs> um, I reckon they're all stealthing out at the World Cup, just re- waiting for a moment to bounce. Whilst, well, maybe. Whilst cover of horn. Yeah. Because like the... oh no, they'll bury themselves in the horns, <laughs> so they get so they get propelled out like a bee. Yeah. So, so when everyone goes, they won't think nothing of it until they look up. Because like the the world well, population why the horns of bees just has been going like down, hasn't it, for ages? And supposedly people, people are really worried about it. Like it's still happening and stuff. They're moving and to like... another planet, according to Doctor Who, because they were scared of the. That's right. Yeah. Is that was that why? Because I know it was in Doctor Who. What was it? Yeah. Oh, they were. Were they leaving a bit like? About the bees. A bit like the dolphins in the, you know, uh, so long and thanks for all the fish, where they knew that the earth was going to get blown up. Yeah. Yeah. Bye guys. Yeah. Clever bastards. So. Yeah, we've uh, actually used about half the time, so we should move on away from I know, I know. I, I'm conscious of this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask Zach what he's been playing. There you go. Yes. What well, have you been playing, man? First of all, get, get ready for way. some serious Eve. Yeah. <laughs> first okay. of all, get Eve out of the way. Okay, let's do that. The second half of the ridiculous patch has come out the actual patch has come out at long yeah, last the, the actual how bit have you been playing it then on 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 a mac or something yeah, yes on the mac okay it, it works it actually works really well surprisingly compared to some okay. other things which i'll come on to but yeah okay. so the eve planetary interaction shift has happened and it's it, it the trouble with it is it's basically it's quite interesting for like an hour and then once you've set everything up it's like now I just come back every 24 hours to set everything going again. <laughs> okay. Because it's like, in the first, like, when you're actually sort of doing it initially, you're like planning out where to put your ship to minimize the, minimize the distance between your stuff because the distance uses like the power grid of your command center or whatever. So you can, you have to try and conserve it. So obviously you're like trying to see the, where the good resources overlap so you can put things close together and build the most efficient system. That's right. like the interesting part. But then once you set that up, you're just like, well, now every 24 hours I'll just come back and turn the mines back on again. <laughs> so every literal 24 hours in real time, you have to travel back to these things to turn well, them you on. You don't actually have to travel back to them because you can do that remotely. Oh, but if, so you want, you... if you want to pick up the products, you have to go to the actual planet. But you have to be in the game to like remind the miners to keep mining? Oh well, yeah, it, it, it's kind of dumb. The way it's described is like work bitches bringing the way, them up the every way day. It's described is like it's a you scan for a resource deposit and then you find one and then it takes so long to mine out the deposit and then once it's mined out, you have to rescan for another deposit. But for some reason, that doesn't require you to move the extractors around or anything. So right? Like, there's, there's infinite shit down here, but we can only mine this much of it at once, and then we have to have a break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and every time they have a coffee break after they, <laughs> you have to like prod them again to get them to start scanning again. Yeah. They're the worst fucking workers in the world. But presumably oh, they don't get paid much. 
can you use like you know you get those resources that you can carry around in your cargo hold, like exotic dancers and passengers? And yeah. Stuff. Can you just drop them up in your factories? <laughs> Slave labor. Unfortunately, I don't think it would detect that. You probably actually can import them to the planet, but I don't think you'd be able to do anything with them once they're there. That's a shame. We can't conscript. Maybe if you gave your workers some exotic dancers, they'll look. They'll, they'll you know, pass them. when when they're on one of their extremely long breaks. I <laughs> they'll, think they'll they'll party a bit harder. I think that is one of the. They'll be more relaxed and do better mining. I think it is one of the actual literal construction components in like Galent Tower and Galent like station towers. Is you require exotic dancers as part of their production because like the um, the Armar towers require slaves because they're like the slave holding race, right? <laughs> and then the Galent are like the French. <laughs> they are literally. The French, they're like the French liberal society, so they require exotic dancers in their production. <laughs> so you can't build any station unless it has a uh, any a, a strip club. Yeah, basically. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and you're Galant, aren't you? Yeah, space yeah. French. <laughs> so what about the other space. races? Do they do, do the other two races or? have many other races there are have like any crazy like vices well i mean the amar have their slaves because they were enslaved that's their thing they enslave they're religious and they enslave people sure cheap hookers yeah <laughs> but they don't like hookers though because no. they're religious okay but they don't mind slaves but yeah right they have crazy fucked up values and then i can't remember what the other two specific resource for those towers would have been because the Mimitar are like they're freed slaves because they broke out from under the armor, and they make shit out of junk. So I don't know. It's probably like a big pile of scrap. <laughs> okay. And then the Caldari are just like corporate, but I don't know what they want. Probably a bunch of TVs or something. <laughs> I'm just trying to guess from what there is in the game. You buy like there weren't there weren't any like space French in uh, in Freelancer, were there? There was sort of space American. Space <laughs> they were all space American. Oh, no, yeah, it was space, space German. Space Germans, space and, English, and space, space Chinese, Japanese. wasn't there? Oh, space, space Japanese, Japanese yeah. that's right, yeah. But so that was, was because like, that cool. was based on the original four colony ships. That, And then yeah. the pirates were space Spanish or something. But <laughs> yeah. there was that's no Mexican. space space French in them. They do speak Spanish, that's true. But yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, no space French. They must have merged with the space Germans at some point in there. Presumably. <laughs> But yeah, so, so now you can actually do shit on the planet in Eve. And the only, the only thing, it's basically entirely pointless to do so at the moment because the markets are totally fucked. Because basically... The we knew that was really, going to happen. Really didn't plan ahead at all. Cause they, <laughs> it's like some of the items that you make out of stuff off planets were used to be like items that were just sold for trade by the NPCs, where it was like you could just buy some of this shit, transport it somewhere else and sell it for a bit more cash. That was how right, the yeah. NPC trade system used to work. But now because they're using the planets, they've retardedly left in at least one combination where you can buy two cheap components off NPCs, import them to a planet, put them in a factory, you can bind them together, export the result, and then sell that result back to NPCs for more money than you put, paid for the cost of the input. So it's like free money, <laughs> <laughs> and you could do that infinitely, can you? Yeah, because the NPC orders never expire, and there's an infin- so you can buy an infinite amount of stuff off them. So it's like <laughs> free money for everyone. Just get the shit in there and build some factories. <laughs> God, they, they probably should have. 
what getting the free money yes I, i've only been I, unfortunately by the time i realized this i'd already set up my main character's planets because you can only have six per character but i haven't even got the skills for that so i can only have five so i'd already okay. set up my main character's five planets because i'd been scouting around to see where the marginally more interesting planets were but then so i logged in with the, the other character on my account He's called Dr. Nick. Oh, yeah. Ages ago. I know that guy. And I quickly gave him a couple of skills and then <laughs> used him to make some free money factories. So, um, what, did you go back to that crazy planet yet? I keep forgetting to actually look at its stats. I'm, I'm sure I've looked at it to okay. see what resources are on it, but I didn't look at the stats specifically. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to remember to look that one up. Next week. Yep. That will be a much shorter talk about Evo now that the patches are done. Not, not much is going to change again unless they decide to do something ridiculous when they fix their stupid markets, like, I don't know, ban everyone or something. <laughs> so overall, overall, the, the, overall, this actual, in terms of, like, the, the game, apart from this messing everything up with the economy, like, it's not actually that big a change to the game as almost we thought. Well, not yet. I mean, obviously, when they do actually remove all those NPC orders that shouldn't have been left in, then it will actually become important. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying, like, you don't actually end up using much, spending much game time on it, do you? Because once you set it up, you sort of just have to keep prodding it. But... Well, yeah, I guess. This is what we were talking about the other day. Is like it's uh, there seems to be a lot of a lot of hype about something that you essentially do once and then will never happen again. Yeah, I mean, the... I mean, how is this going to work long term? I mean, are there, are, is it going to be possible for these factories and stuff to get destroyed or for them to move about? I mean, surely there's limited space for you to do this stuff. So eventually, you'll, they'll run out of places you can build factories. Well, the idea is eventually that this is all tied to the Dust Five One Four FPS thing that they're making, and that will be like how you attack installations by in another game attacking the installation in a sort of FPS shooter. I'm not sure how on earth they think that's going to work. And, I mean, of, I think it's fairly safe to say that this Dust 514 game is going to, like, people aren't going to play it for as long as people have played E, like, seven years. <laughs> don't think that's going to last quite as long. So I don't know what they're going to do when that tails off. Well, they're going to have hmm. to give it, like, decent RPG hooks, aren't they? Yeah. It's going to need some kind of... I'm, I'm not convinced it's going to work on the consoles. Because of that, because they'll need to do regular updates and keep it in line with the world. Yeah, that could be a problem, especially with the Microsoft Live update thing where they only let you do it every so often or whatever. It's limited. Well, I don't think it's too limited. It's just that it has to go through a rigorous, Q, a really rigorous QA system, so it slows down how often you can patch. Yeah. Not, not, but not out of the ability to patch often, but just because of that. Yes, it still doesn't seem like that. It just like doesn't seem like this whole idea is going to work. So, so if that doesn't work, I mean, um, there will be some way to interact with other people's stuff on planets. I think that's fairly safe to say because at the moment you can see them, but it's just irrelevant. <laughs> they don't interact with you at all, and you don't interact with them at all. Right, they're just on the same planet mining yeah. somewhere. And, okay. uh, and theoretically, if you put your extractors directly on top of each other, then that gives you like reduced output. But the planets are so huge, that's almost irrelevant again. <laughs> you could mm. sort of fight someone for a, a dense spot. <laughs> yeah. If it was actually worth fighting. Like transport tycoon style almost, isn't it? Just bundle into that area as soon as you can. 
Mm. So how does this work in, in low sec or no sec? Are there like like ways where they can actually sort of beat each other up over this stuff? Or? Well, if you're doing, um, if you've built like a, a launch pad on the planet, because if you have your command center on a planet, that can launch like a container directly into space, and then that just creates a bookmark for you. Kitty wants to play PlayStation. Yeah, apparently. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we're being entertained by cat momentarily. But yeah, the cats are trying to tug on a PlayStation controller. It's like, I want to play with this. <laughs> so if you if you have your command center, it can launch a cannon into space, and that generates a bookmark for you to walk to. But if you're using that's quite expensive. But then if you build a launch pad, doing the space launches is cheaper. But it only puts it into the customs office above the planet, and then everyone on the planet fires up into the same customs office. So that's like the point where everyone will see each other at, at the planet. So that's where you ambush people if you want to steal their shit, I presume. Like, low sec or no sec. Hmm. Oh, right, so every planet only has one... One customs office, yeah. So so there's no mechanics for stealing factories or anything? No, not, there's no, there's literally no interaction actually on the planets at the moment. Hmm. That seems like something they're going to have to change. Yeah, that, I mean, it is definitely a very unfinished thing at the moment. It's just like, this is the most basic... It's like, there's no options. You can't hmm. have, like build weird extractors. There's like only like one kind of extractor. Put that down. <laughs> if it took them this long to make this 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 blooming patch, I mean how long did it take them to make the game in the first place? I mean for goodness sake. It's ridiculous. Well I mean like, this, this patch has to add much and like this patch has about theoretically been like a lot of work. I mean it's like a whole new UI and models and everything. I was about to say yeah and the UI's actually not that bad. It's quite well thought out. But uh, yeah. it's like they've made all this stuff but not actually very much content within it, but theoretically it will be extended. The other bit we put, thought, well, I thought was weird when Zach showed me this, was that um, bits of the U- they've obviously added bits of UI animation to try and make it fall in line with sort of, well, Windows 7 in a way. Yeah. Um, and so certain bits of the thing sort of fade in, bits open up, sort of right. progress bars sort of bounce onto the screen, oddly, but they're all too slow. It's like... You have to wait okay. for things to happen. Yeah, I, find, I found it really annoying very quickly. Where it's like, oh, if you're, when you want to restart your extractors, and you're like, all you have to do is scan for a deposit and then select the deposit and then tell it to start extracting that. That takes, takes too long because you're like, you click on it and then it does a scan, which has a little scan bar. And that's fair enough because that's like, obviously it takes some time to scan. But obviously every extractor takes exactly the same amount of time to scan. So that's right. almost irrelevant as a like... It's not balancing anything. It's just right, yeah. it's an unnecessary weight. <laughs> yeah, and then okay. once it's done the scan, it has to like fold out the little drop down box with the results. So that takes like another second and a half. It's like this is just wasting my time. <laughs> I could have done that... this in like two seconds if the option was just there immediately. I could click on it. I'm sure they'll patch that because people will complain, won't they? Yeah, won't they? I don't have a Imagine. problem with the animations themselves. It's just that they need to be quicker. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that does really annoy me. Little animations that. I mean, as a as a, uh, a guy who works in UI, they're cool, but completely not practical. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, what else have you been playing then? If you, I can't believe you had a chance to play these things. You've been on your Mac, on your dad's Mac, because your yeah. computer being dust. Well, after hmm. after <laughs> the cat is jumping on me. After the um, after I'd done lots of E, I done it. <laughs> I'd done some E. I done that. After I'd done some Eve, and then um, I done a drawing, they finally then... got round to releasing. <laughs> hey, I'm a piggy and a rabbit. 
<laughs> around to releasing Team Fortress 2 for Mac. Oh, yes. So, so you got your, maybe I'll try that. You got your headphones then? No. Because no. it's too poop to play. Okay. Wait, if you get the headphones on the... Uh, Oh, and Mac you don't get the of, headphones. Oh, you don't get them on the PC version. You don't you? get it unless you buy it through a Mac. Oh, so, right, yeah. Right, so it's... Uh, so if you if you already own it and then install it on the Mac and then open the game, you don't get them. <laughs> so basically, oh, you'd have okay. to buy the game again in order to get the item, which seems pointless. Yeah. Because yeah. Obviously. But yeah, so it doesn't run good at all. <laughs> Although it is an iMac, so it's not a powerhouse. Well, I mean, but... compared to how Eve runs, and with yeah. like with the graphics on Eve up to almost full, like higher than I had it running on my PC, <laughs> that runs pretty good. But, and Portal runs pretty fine as well. There is a slight but... bit of stutter when you open a Portal and you can see yourself. It obviously has problems with character models because that's what slows it down the most in in Team Fortress as well, as far as I can tell. Like when if you're just walking around an empty level, it's not bad. But as soon as you see another character, distinct drop in frame rate. The characters are the most detailed part of the game, though. Yeah, that's true. Hmm, that's odd because it's quite a new Mac and it's presumably got a decent graphics relatively in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's got a GeForce something or other. Yeah, the and it's Macs were never really designed for 3D prowess, though, were they? Well, no, so... but we're talking a new computer compared to Zach's ancient broken seven-year-old thing, so, you know. Well, does it run bad compared to the P4? What? In what? Which? What Team Fortress? Yeah. Uh, it, yes, it runs... Really? It runs too bad for me to play it, easily. Yeah. Like, okay. as soon as you look at a, a, a computer player. Because it, it's not just frames lagging, it's like the whole, you know, the whole game starts jabbering, so you can't really aim or anything. Mm. Mm, it's just yeah. it doesn't seem like it's been very well done but i mean this might just be a special case on this one mac there may be some kind of macs that run it well presumably there must be or otherwise yeah. they would have released it like this yeah power mac presumably i don't know do they still make power mac oh they do i guess uh, well but they're not they're know. not power they're not, they're not the... actually power pc are they anymore they're no like, not in the traditional intel. sense but... yeah they're all x86 intel aren't they processor based it's always a bit I of a weird it. phrase, wasn't it? Power PCs on a Mac, given Mac's like <laughs> um, intensity in which they don't want to call themselves PCs. Even yeah. though they are PC, personal computers. They're just not IBM, whatever yeah. standard one. Well, they're not Windows. It's Windows own PC now. Yeah, yeah somehow. Yeah. But then Ooh. the other thing that came when they updated the updated for Mac, which I'm not sure is actually in the PC version because I haven't been able to see that and Rob doesn't appear to have seen it either. But there appears to, on the Mac at least, there appears to be like a new menu where they've sort of made it more iconic instead of the old Half-Life 2 style, here's a list of words on the left that you click. <laughs> it's mm. like, here's some snazzy buttons that you can push to open your various backpacks and shit, and here's a little pop-out that tells you about your recent achievements and such. It's very Mac-styled, which is why I, I, I haven't wondered seen if it, it was it on does the sound Mac. Co- I haven't seen it, but it does sound cool. Does it have that style on Portal as well, then? No, that they yeah. haven't made and made anything specific for those apparently. It could be that they're just toying with new UI ideas on the Mac version, and that maybe they'll get ported to the PC. I mean, we could. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, we we need to start up the PC version probably after this podcast and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have either of you tried the uh, updated Half Life Two? Like, like the, apparently they put all the like uh, Episode Two sort of graphics into. Oh right, they moved it to that version of Source. 
Yeah, yeah, that version of Source, so it's got the effects and the HDR and all that stuff into oh, wow. the original game. Well, of course, cool. the textures and stuff were still the same, but uh, well, they weren't yeah, that they bad. They were never that so. bad. Yeah, exactly. So it was in, 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 when Source came out, that was kind of its strength, was that the textures were fairly sharp. Yeah, that is true. So um, just add that together. You are improving a game. Which I just have to poke what? you some more. Six years <laughs> off now, is it? Half-Life 2? It's pretty old now. Pretty still old. great Probably though. not quite that old, but... I think it's 2004. I'm not sure. Yeah. It could be, actually. I don't know. <laughs> it's like disappeared. No, I'm still here. I, I okay. took a big hat off me. But so, yeah, so... Uh, this is the extent of your Mac gaming, then. A bit of Eve, yeah, which works it's, fine. It's basically Eve and... Testing other things which don't work. <laughs> Have you been like playing well, anything else? Work? Well, oh, TF2. Just TF2 and then Portal. Portal yeah. does work. Yeah. It's it, easily playable and that works works just fine. I managed to get a friend of mine who owns a Mac to uh, get Portal when it was free. So he <laughs> says it works fine on his uh, MacBook Pro. So. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, I could try a couple of other things, but. At this point, I don't. I shouldn't need to because shortly I should actually have a PC again, and I don't want to annoy my dad by installing shit on his hard disk. Even though yeah. that's the classic, where it's like you can just delete it. <laughs> it's only it's only taking up like a couple of gigs of your four hundred and something gigs free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like the old days <laughs> where you were like preserving it, like terabytes. It's like crazy. So cheap. I sort of wish. <laughs> I... I'm getting, this is turning. This is going to turn into a bit of an Apple PC flame war here. <laughs> but I kind of wish Apple did more of their peripherals on their own, as in the iMac screen. I couldn't help but notice when seeing it at Zex. It's it's obviously a stylish unit, but the screen itself is pretty damn good. And well, they do like, their cinema well, displays. Well, They're really expensive, but I think you can plug. Yeah, really expensive. I yeah. also, I, also uh, I relayed this to Zach because I got sort of interested in in Apple peripherals because we have a. Um, I forget how big it is. It's a pretty colossal um, Apple monitor at work, which has uh, a resolution of over 2,000 vertically. Right, um, yeah. Really ludicrously big thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But brilliant. Um, looked up the price. It's 1,500 quid. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're for Insane. people with more money than sense, really. Like, have you ever seen that photograph of Al Gore's office? He's got, like, three of them connected together <laughs> and and like it's not even like an a really nice clean desk with like three huge monitors it's like the three monitors are there and it's just surrounded by like like paper documents and books and crap everywhere like discarded look... twinkies yeah like they're right up against the edge of the desk and he's obviously got this tiny little space where he's got a little keyboard and a mouse and then he's got these huge monitors because i think he's on the board of directors of apple or something because he's obviously some kind right. of right like he invented the internet didn't he so uh, uh, yeah that's what they, that's what they say <laughs> yeah so yeah, but that's always quite funny. But they are, but yeah, they're amazing and really expensive. But um, one thing though, I don't, I can't stand the um, the Apple keyboard or the mouse at all. I never like the no, mighty mouse. I've, I've never and there's liked a new, the mouse. there's a new mouse which is the one which has like almost a touch surface on the thing, on the. In, it you sounds know. interesting, but yeah, I can, in, I can only concept. imagine it can occasionally get it wrong. Yeah. Well, it's I don't know if it's that I'm used to my like Logitech mouse, but. 
it's so the profile of it is so low that it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, they're never to use. comfortable, are they? Yeah, really never, flat. never comfortable. It's the most uncomfortable flat thing ever. And like the the keyboard, which is is so it's crap. flat. Yeah, it's really oh, flat. Actually, I, don't, I don't have so much of a problem with those because I'm using a laptop keyboard as. No, it's not. Anyway, it's not so like it's... it doesn't feel like a laptop keyboard. Yeah, I, don't I, was, like, I was having trouble typing on Rob's lap, on Rob's keyboard when I came here because I've been using the Mac one, and it's yeah. like it's not that different. It's still flat, but those Mac keys are just weird. I don't know. I, yeah. I quite like them. My main problem yeah. with the Mac, of course, is all the commands, all the shortcuts and commands and everything. It's just totally different. Just, yeah, that will course, just screw yeah. you up for ages when you're using a Mac. Well, I, I don't quite get how Mac users get so attached to the UI because it's just not intuitive no. in, in, in a lot of places. I mean, don't get, me, don't get me wrong, in a lot of places the Mac UI is brilliant, but in some of the fundamental ways it's just a pain in the ass. Like the menu bar and shortcut keys, how sometimes, more often than not you have to hold like three keys at a time to do simple shortcuts um, Yeah. in some some things. And it's just really, really irritating to use. Like the and two Windows 7 has kind of up the ante, though... hasn't it, with shortcuts. Like yeah. Nice I mean, it's, to, it's, it's, it's bad enough that I would say I love Apple hardware um, and, and a lot of their design, but if I wanted a laptop, I'd buy a MacBook Pro and put Windows 7 on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Two things that annoy probably me. run better. <laughs> the two things that annoyed me the most about Mac, just because you know, just because I'd come from PC straight to Mac and was not used to the to the key, you know, button combos or whatever. The two ones that I found most annoying was the fact that <laughs> you don't use Control in, on the Mac; you now use Command. So it's like instead of Control V, you're pressing Command V. It's like yeah. It's a different button in a slightly different place, and it's not even where control is on a keyboard because that's no. where function is. <laughs> like ah, which which one's the command button? Is that the one with that square squiggle. and the four it's rings the, it's around the squig- it? Yeah, the circular yeah. wiggle thing. Squ- yeah, that's where the alt is, isn't it, or near the alt? Yeah, it yeah. Goes, it, you, from spacebar it goes command alt control function. That's <laughs> Why do right. You need yeah. all those buttons. We just said for making ridiculous buttons. Well, yeah, I mean, we get the Windows key, which is rarely used, yeah, and we get around, we get along just fine. And then the other thing that I found incredibly annoying for, for Windows to Mac controls was the fact that when I when I was using Safari to do, well, there's the Apple key as well, isn't there? Mm, or is yeah. that function? I, I don't know. I haven't noticed. <laughs> the other thing that annoyed me was when I was using Safari to look on the internet. <laughs> Middle mouse button, of course, in in Mac just brings up your like widgets or whatever. Oh no! Strange. Just oh. pops them up over the desktop, oh, so yeah, I can't yeah. press middle mouse button to open a new tab. Because <laughs> I use middle mouse button constantly on the internet. Like, yeah, it's like every link is just middle mouse button for a new tab. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you could do that. It's it's like, that's, and that's I, I, I right ha- click and just go open a new tab. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I have to do on the Mac now, and it's like, oh, this is so less convenient. <laughs> I just, that's no different for me because <laughs> Rob didn't know. How long have you been doing that? Right, right clicking and opening new tab. Yeah, because I must do that. Tab browsing existing. <laughs> and like, I have mine set up like in my Firefox, which is the main reason I can't use other browsers with this like Tabnix Plus extension thing. Browsers. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like I can I middle click on a you middle click on a link to open it in new tab, right? You middle click on a tab. To, uh, at the top to close it, right? 
And uh, I also have a thing where if I am uh, using this extension, where if I middle click on the empty part of the tab bar, it'll open like the previously closed tabs. So like, oh, if cool. I accidentally close them, I can always, and I'm constantly, because I'm like, uh, I don't know, I'm always cleaning up after myself or whatever. So I'm constantly closing stuff, you know, so that I have it like a clean area. Yeah. And then I, I realized that. I really needed that back, so I just—it's really easy with this. You just go. Oh, I, I, it's back. Yeah, I do that with do Chrome as well. Chrome has the ability of when you—if you close it down, you get your uh, on the home screen in Chrome. You get like recently closed tab list. And yeah, so yeah. You close a load at a time, which you would do if you click the X on the window. You just go, yeah. you know, choose all those tabs again. Which yeah, is it's nice. good. Yeah, that sort of thing is really helpful. Yeah. Be careful with that middle mouse button, though. If you're on Wikipedia, you could be there for days. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, yeah, that is the kind of problem. Because you're reading a page that's like, there's links in the text, and then by the time you've reached the bottom of the page, you've opened like three more pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got three more things to start. And they've all got links in them as well. Yeah, it gets ridiculous. Have you ever been on that TV trope site, Zach? Yeah. Oh, hey, you could spend forever on there. Sorry? I don't think I've ever been on a real sort of. I edited TV tropes. Did you? What yeah. for? <laughs> what? Putting references to hostile waters into the gaming ones. Oh, brilliant. Like, this is a game that follows this example or whatever. And oh. I was like, I can type about a game that no one else knows about. Yes, I'm contributing. <laughs> and it's an awesome game. Yeah. So what trope did you, like, did you say was embodied by, like, hostile waters? I'll okay, have to look that up now. I can't remember. Mm. It was contrope beating. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. That wasn't bad, actually. Uh, props to you there, Rob. But in that. terms of punnage. Yeah, that was okay. <laughs> the beer, at. <laughs> yes, it was. It's true, it's true. <laughs> hmm. right. so, is, is that the extent of your gaming, then? Or, well, uh, this I, week? I, had, I had been using the Wii at home somewhat. Oh, yeah. To basically play games to where I'd already played them. It's like I played, I played Super Paper Mario... Got to exactly the same point I already had got to on Rumsby, and then stopped playing that. <laughs> yeah, okay. and then started up, uh, started up Mario Galaxy One, and I've just been going through that again. Although that's slightly more interesting because I, you know, I hadn't played that nearly as much, and I could, and it's like, because obviously in like Mario in Super Paper Mario, it's like you know the level where it's just like you go through it. And yeah, it's not anything complicated. Whereas in Galaxy, it's at least a bit more of a challenge. Because Super Paper Mario is a bit easy, I'd say. Are you... Uh, really boring. Yeah. I, I think I got less far... Well, I think I didn't get as far as you did, and I still sort of found it a bit tedious. The trouble with Super Paper Mario is they didn't really make it as, make it as awesome as it should have been. Because it should have just been a straight sort of Mario game, but with the pointless flipping to 3D element, which is basically what they did in the first level... But then from then on, they just did random gimmicks where it's like, in this level, you're going to go into this house and then run on a treadmill and then the hack a save. Fucking ages. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is not a Mario game any longer. This is a weird, skanky RPG with not very much gameplay in it. Yeah. And it had a problem with following on from what was actually a really cool RPG. Yeah. Like Mario 2. Thousand Year Door was totally awesome. Yeah, it was a great game. And obviously in Super Paper Mario, you don't get the whole... Because in... In Thousand Year Door, it was like RPG combat, which a lot of people didn't like, but it was kind of awesomely. It was nicely it was, done. It was, it was well done, wasn't it? Because you had to be involved in it more yeah. than you do. Yeah, and you most... could do like the stylish moves or whatever, where it's like yeah, it was tight really button pushes to make it more awesome. That was one of the yeah. best games on the GameCube, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. 
It was very good. But then obviously in Super Mario, you don't get that any longer. Mm. It's got, but it's sort of weird because it's like it goes back to old school Mario style where you just jump on everything. But that's not actually good any longer because <laughs> yeah. it's not in a game where you where that is an essential mechanic really. So like you go through the level, you don't have to get enemies. I guess now you've got new Super Mario Brothers Wii for that. Like that's what. Which that's I do what still want to play at some point. Actually, I I, I do think it would be awesome. Yeah, maybe. But now I've been so, playing Mario Galaxy for 1 s- again. It's like, I oh know, Mario Galaxy 2, shit. <laughs> I might have to get that at some point. In the I think you future. may. Because people are going crazy over that game, seriously. They're saying it's the best Mario game ever. Has it actually come out yet? It's, or, uh, it came it, out on Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, or, is it, or is it the 16th? I don't know. Cause it, I, yeah, I, when I, I looked... Because sure, I was in Asda and there was empty oh, shelves. So I, I, <laughs> when, I, when I looked... In town, like uh, it, it, I looked at the. It wasn't released, and I looked at. The, this was a while back, and I saw the release date, and it seemed quite far off. And I was like, "Oh, that's a bit odd. Maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, you know, delayed in Europe compared to America or something." Well, localization as usual. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Nintendo are very. Nintendo. Nintendo are very careful with that now, aren't they? Even more than they used to be. Um, they don't want to have any trains going spastic. Yeah, they don't want they don't want the Mario Four incident. Mario Party Eight incident, not Mario Four. Mario Four. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I don't know. What happened in Mario Party Eight? In Mario Party Eight, there was there's a, one of the boards um, where you there's a Magic Cooper basically who uh, one of the boards is a train and uh, you'd land on one of the green spaces or happening squares and it would. Um, Shuffle the it would the shuffle characters. the train around, so that yeah, the carriages would be in different positions. And obviously, as with everything in Mario Party, there's a shit ton of text to wade through before you get to what the what's supposed to happen. And um, mm. yeah, and the Magic Cooper described uh, time to like oh, time to do something drastic. Let's turn this train spastic or something. <laughs> Which in America oh, no. doesn't mean isn't too bad because it's okay. stupid to them. Right. Okay, then, you know they have retard, means but... cerebral palsy, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, for us, for us, it means disability. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so they 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 recalled all the discs um, <laughs> from stores um, to change this one word, which took months. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you; it took months for them to re-release the game with this one word changed, and they changed it to. Erratic, which <laughs> still doesn't work that well. It's like it's much let's do something right. drastic. Let's turn this train erratic. That's probably the best oh. rhyme they could come up with. Yeah. Like they probably had to come up with something. They could have changed I mean, the whole text, <laughs> but then that would have taken really long. <laughs> oh yeah, then it would have taken a year. Yeah, hmm. they probably did. That's probably the, the quickest they could possibly fix something and get it out and you know press it all again and get it out to retailers and repackage it and all that. Stuff. No, they have yeah. to be extra careful with their translations in case they accidentally put some stupid word in. It'd be bad. Just don't say spastic. <laughs> yeah, just don't say something like that. Mm, seems fair enough. So, yeah, I hope you do get that, and because uh, I'd quite like to play it at some point as well. Although, <laughs> I, haven't played the ori- I haven't played the original either, so... I, I, Rob I, hasn't I, played I, sufficient as the original. No, I didn't finish the first one. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't full finish the first one. I don't think I've I ever finished a that. game of that type. I get a bit disinterested with them. Sort of half, or in the case of Super Mario 64, I haven't finished that. I got most of the way through it and then got a bit bored. Um, well, bored. This, just found some of the later levels a bit irritating. Well, yeah, they were. But they were meant to be challenging. Well, but yeah, but they could, they could be challenging and interesting. 
Well, uh, it's hard to describe. They, they wound me up more than I was enjoying the game. <laughs> I really like Mario 64, but it's a long time ago oh, I played it. Yeah, I mean, I that, it's brilliant, but it's, yeah, I just that, never finished it. I will do it at some point. Because Mario Galaxy, the first one, has got like the hub system sort of a bit like, you know, the castle, isn't it? Yeah. Except it's in space or whatever. But like, apparently Mario Galaxy 2 is basically just a straightforward sort of Super Mario Brothers 3 style yeah, well, they've, they've nicked, it's more from uh, New Super Mario Brothers, that sort of map system. Yeah, the sort right, of yeah. Path, path. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, maybe that will help with the progression. No. Not, necessarily, not that necessarily, you know, that's fine. That's one of those things that they put in for, like, people who aren't so good at games. <laughs> like, not basically not us. Right, yeah. It's like, when I've been going through Mario Galaxy, it's just like, you do every single star in order. Cause, of course. You, know, they're not, you, can just, you can just do them. Whereas some people, it's like, this star might be too difficult, so you can skip that and go on to a different one. Oh, man, I saw this amazing, like, YouTube video of this meta game of these Japanese gamers playing Mario 64, and they did, they developed this game whereby they, they were on, like, the ice level. I think it's, like, the third level or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the slides and stuff, and the penguin at the Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, they were like, um, they were hitting a block and getting a um, a green one up one. Yeah, that that level. Yeah, a green one up mushroom to follow them, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, but they were running away from it before it could catch them, right? And their their, their job was to get all four. Uh, no, sorry, all eight of the red uh, coins. You know, before the uh, one up mushroom got to them. And the thing <laughs> is, that thing will chase you forever, and it will go through walls, and it's faster than you. So. <laughs> I think the only way you can get away from it is to um, use the long jump thing. And also, what they did was they went through, you know, at the at the bottom of that level, there's a teleport that takes you back to the top. Yeah. So what they'd do is they'd activate it. They'd run all, uh, as fast as they could over to the teleport and go through it and then start going down and collecting the coins. But occasionally it would just, like, come through a wall towards them and they like <laughs> you, could, you could hear their, like, commentary. And it was just so hilarious. They were all talking Japanese. You could tell what they were saying. But they were like, oh, God! It's going to get It's the funniest thing. Oh yeah, so That's check amazing. that one out. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so much scarier than any like villain could possibly be. In the yeah. game. Oh my yeah. god, it's the one up mushroom. <laughs> no. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> it was this great bit. They were like they're running around at the bottom of the level, trying to trying to avoid it, and uh, they're, they're, one of them's like it's translated or something and it's like quick talk to the penguin you know the crying penguin at the bottom the big one or whatever it's like talk to the penguin and then the thing will disappear talk to the penguin and he talks to it he manages to just talk to it it's like is it going to disappear and then dialogue games and he just goes straight into him and gives him the one up and he's like oh no <laughs> it didn't disappear at all it just stopped while they were while he was talking to the penguin and then he carried on straight into him yes so Mario <laughs> I hope there's some yes. fun that about covers what I've been saying then. Two different Excellent. Mario games on the Wii. The, neither of which I've got round to finishing. Like, I really should finish Super Paper Mario, because I've got to basically exactly literally the same point on the save that I have on Rob D and the one at home now. And then just sort of was like, there. <laughs> it's because it's the classic problem where you've got, it's like, I've got the door to the last level, so it's like, go and do the last level, the last boss. But then it's like, but there's side quests. <laughs> yeah. I could go off and find random loot and shit. Are you being all completionist about like what is not that great game, really? Ultimately, yeah, mm, that's annoying when I've, that happens. I've decided I, c I can no longer be completionist about a Final Fantasy game. I'm gonna finish one. Really? Um, <laughs> you could just actually, run through. To be one. honest, I'll probably finish Lost Odyssey first because it's <laughs> an easy grasp. Yeah, um, okay. I'm near the end of that. 
but mainly because the reason why I say this is because uh, my brother's recently started playing Final Fantasy Thirteen, <laughs> and, oh. um, and it actually looks pretty good. I have to say, the combat looks interesting. Um, it, they've mixed it up in a way that doesn't seem bad, as far as I can tell. Um, you don't really have much control of the individual commands that they give out, or at least you don't get the time to do that. So you just change the stance they're in, and that affects the style of attack they use. And uh, there's sort of like certain sequences you can pick from, as opposed to like mm. do an attack now, please. You sort of choose, okay, now do this style of attack for so long. And uh, it, apparently, it makes the boss fights a bit more interesting because the, you have to mix up your strategy mid fight quite often. Things like that. But it looks pretty good. Graphically, it looked good. Even on the Xbox, which is supposedly not running at 720. But The videos look terrible. That's what everyone said, wasn't it? Yeah, the video quality. Oh, that's supposed... right, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to see a sequence when I was over looking in Rick's... Mainly because I don't want to spend too much time in Rick's room. But <laughs> it's, uh, um, yeah, so I've seen side-by-side shots of the video, and it didn't look great on Xbox. Lots of bad compression artifacts. Yeah, that's what but, it is. Um, it's the compression to get it on the discs, isn't it? Well, it's a it's a ridiculous figure, though, isn't it? The, the PlayStation Three version has over thirty two gigs of HD video. Oh yeah, it's stupid. I mean, it's crazy amount. Why? You, it's so like, I've sort of um, said to myself, well, if I'm going to play it, I might as well play the PS Three version. Definitely, <laughs> but, yeah. I think that makes sense. Uh, it almost it's a PlayStation game. But uh, Final Fantasy is PlayStation, is it these days? And, I mean, and it gives me actually something I'm going to buy for the PlayStation, <laughs> which. Oh, why are you running out again? Because there was a bit of a glut there where there were some really good well, ones, weren't there? I still only own three PlayStation 3 games. Four if you include Wipeout HD. Oh no, five if you include Stardust, which is, you know, not, you know, not really. Not much of a game. No, it's more so than what have you got? You've got Uncharted, Killzone 2, Killzone and Uncharted 2, and LBP. Oh, and Little Big Planet, yeah. And even that wasn't like. I mean, people raved about that, but have you gone back in and looked at the levels people have made? Well, we've done that a few times, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, but oh, all okay. we do is play the student exploding levels. Yeah, some, some of the funniest levels are the ones where they just drop bombs on you from the sky, and the idea is that you have to survive. The landscape destroys because of the bombs. Yeah. Um, and eventually they start carving holes in the ground, and the idea is you have to get to the bottom of these wells uh, without getting exploded or trapped or crushed by bits of landscape. And uh, right. some of them are really good um, because they're really fucking hard. <laughs> So, uh, so me and Zach would attempt these ones to see if we could actually do them. Um, I've played a few decent levels that people have come up with online. Okay, I'd, I'd, I'm not sure I'd ever have the time. Because what I'd want to do with it, like one of the ideas I've wanted to do with the level editor was to create like a base jumpers clone, but you just don't get that level of control for right, yeah. falling through the sky. Although I saw some interesting experiments with balloons where you'd had to be holding on to balloons, but it wasn't totally gravity-defying, so you could jump and stuff um, with low gravity and stuff. But I, I couldn't figure out... I haven't really thought of a way it would be possible to do a base jumpers game, because really, I'd really like to remake that. Maybe LBP2 will um, give you slightly better control in the ability that you could make like different control schemes, stuff like that. It, That'd be nice. Have they announced a sequel, then? Yeah, LBP2 is pretty much confirmed. Oh, well, okay. It's not been officially confirmed, but there have been stupid drops. Like apparently, yeah. one of the mu- music bands signed to the game kind of dropped it on their website. That is like, yes, we've been signed for Little Big Planet too. It'll be um, on, but before it had been properly announced that the game exists. It'll be at E3, I imagine, which yeah. is next week. So that's exciting. I don't know. Cool. It's hard to see what they can do to LBP. It's going to have to mix it up quite significantly. Mm. 
Because the problem with it is, is that it was a, it was an awesome framework, but they pretty much covered a lot of the bases at first. My yeah. my thing was that, that you know maybe they need to add sl- these different control schemes so you can make objects that behave differently. But well, just the even the player controls. They need like more than one set of control. It's like pro mode where you get more controls or something. Yeah, the hardcore mode. Because some of the automatic, they they said this from the start, but some of the automatic plane switching where you move from foreground to background was a bit twitchy. Yeah, it's slightly bad. Yeah, hmm. it's not it's not bad, but it's occasionally gets it wrong. Hmm. Or to the point where you can't, where you, like if you want to drop down to a lower platform or something, and there's a gap in between the platforms and stuff, getting it to go in the plane to drop down or to for you to fall through certain bits of the yeah, plane yeah. just doesn't work. The... I remember. I remember trying it. Mm-hmm. So is that okay? Three games for PS3. There are some, I'm sure there's and some. I've, I've had this uh, like this, I've had this box like over what, a year and a half now. Perhaps you should pick up Infamous on like cheap. That might be quite good. It's supposed to be. Quite been good. Partic- it's supposed to be good, but I've never been particularly interested in it. I guess you got Crackdown Two coming out now, haven't you? Or whatever. I'm not particularly yeah. interested in that either. No. That that's a all platforms I imagine as well, isn't it? Although my brother raves Maybe. about the first game, said it was great fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not my kind of game, really. It's too no. too stupid for me. I don't know. I mean, I I quite like collecting the orbs. That was fun. Like mm. I played the demo of it and just go, going around collecting orbs. And I think that's a heavy focus of the sequel as well. Apparently, like they've made it into more of a game because some of the orbs like run away from you and stuff. Oh, cool! You know, weird <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, so. I think they kind of acknowledged that that was just free running over the city, or you—you you can't really call it free running. Like Assassin's Creed is kind of free no, running. No, it's, it's just, just sort of mental jumping, craziness. Yeah, yeah, being able to run and jump super high, super jumping. Yeah, but it, it was fun, I have to admit. But um, I was going to ask yeah. you actually. Speaking of open world gaming, have you seen the the glitch videos online for Red Dead Redemption? I've seen a collection of them. I don't know if there's Some any of new ones. Brilliant. I've seen like the horse ladies and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. The Don't thing is, like. I, yeah, I should probably talk about this a little bit, but like when I was I was playing through the game, like I never came across a glitch that actually affected my enjoyment of the game negatively. I have to say, like there was never any like problem in a mission or something that any open world jank that like you know messed me up and irritated me. Or I have inevitably seen weird shit. Okay, but it's always just been <laughs> kind of hilarious, and I've heard people say that like that stuff sort of improves the game. <laughs> Because I mean, well, I wouldn't say it's an improvement, but the same no. it's just funny. Isn't it's it? just it's, so it's just funny. Like, it's not. They're not game breaking. They're just no weird. There's never anything that breaks. I one time I had the game after a cutscene, uh, just not load. The, it just went black, and I had to reset. That's happened once. No, um, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's the one thing that's ever happened bad with Red Dead. I think my console might have overheated or something because it was really hot. Um, but um. Uh, yeah, the stuff is just, uh, I mean, I've never seen anything as hilarious as like, I've seen videos online of like people flying through the air like birds, That's which is, <laughs> it's just insane, especially the way they flat their arms like wings, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like uh, I don't know how that, yeah, but I've never seen anything like that. What you do get sometimes is like when things get stuck, sometimes you'll, 
things will get stuck in the floor very occasionally and mm. or they'll get stuck in walls or something and what, what they tend to work their way out quite quickly but what will happen is you'll get the collision sound effect over and over again like it sounds really weird and artificial because it's like <laughs> yeah yeah you'll get and you and sometimes you don't even have to see the open world jank because you can hear it like it's out in the street and something, <laughs> and something is, is juddering against something else but um yeah i hadn't got uh because in the uh yahtzee review he's talking about like your character skating along the ground or something i've never seen anything like that but um the only stuff i've seen well, has always been quite funny but never well, as funny as the stuff other seen? people have found well she's saying because the, the compilation video you can see on youtube has some brilliant stuff like flying deer no nothing like one. that i've never that seen that one. there was a there was one where one of the guys one of the npcs in a mission got replaced by a dog <laughs> yeah. that really that's amazing. Well, his animation you, so... was great because he still had the leg animation on the back legs, but the arm animation was on the front legs, so it looked really weird moving along. I'll tell you one thing I did see the other day was like sometimes you get like in Thieves Landing especially, because it's full of like thieves and cutthroats and stuff, you sometimes get guys like carrying off women who are tied up on their on their back and uh, so the guy's standing up and he's running along and he's got the woman over his shoulder right and he's running mm. away and you have to stop them but what I'd, i think what happened i was only passing but but the woman was was standing up instead of being in her her, her normal <laughs> so she was standing in midair like uh, over him and it just looked really <laughs> bizarre it was so funny yeah i don't know that was really some, apparently there are some ones where you can um uh, uh like there was one another glitch in a similar sort of way where you know you can have guys tied up on the back of your horse. Yeah. Where you could leave your horse somewhere with no one on the back and then whistle him from somewhere else and occasionally there'd be a bloke on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> your horse has rustled somewhere. Yeah, he's been okay. vigilanteing while you've been while you've not been looking. Okay. I've not seen that. I've not seen that. <laughs> That's quite funny though. Like <laughs> I'm sure that one. kind of Weird. I I have seen weird stuff because it is basically inevitable because you end up playing you know a lot of it and then you know, played like you know thirty five hours of it or whatever and um, Cougar Man you do see some stuff but I've not seen anything that bizarre unfortunately basically uh, our theory is is that it seems to be that like probably because of the the, the GTA engine and that you know that we were talking about it before how you occasionally get um when you as soon as you find a rare car there's yeah 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 it loads in because memory. it loads them in we reckon sometimes it does the same thing with like the animals in the game yeah, and that they uh, it. it will load more of them in depending on the area you are but sometimes it just because it has a human model in memory it replaces birds with humans or weirdly yeah. that seems to be the thing it seems to be most of the time it replaces them with men like the cougar man's really funny <laughs> just sort of yeah. shuffles along the floor going blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah yeah that kind of thing, because cougars are quite rare. So if you encounter a rare, rare cougar man, <laughs> must be quite scary. <laughs> the they is, ca- most of, a lot of these YouTube clips seem to be coming from the same guys, which means it yeah. probably all happened to them. And some of them, they go within minutes of recording the last one. This has happened. <laughs> I don't know how they're managing it because I saw some weird. They were the ones who, who who brought out the first one, which was like the horse that was like flying into the. The cart that was oh, like yeah, flying yeah. to the sky and it like went over the railroad tracks and we're hoping for a train to come along. But the thing is, there's only a few trains. So if you just hang out on the railroad tracks, uh, as they're known in America, the railway, <laughs> uh, you could wait for quite a long time and, uh, and not get run over. Like there's a, there's a secret achievement, which I only just found out about because it, it's secret and you can't tell what it is, but it's dastardly 
and you uh, you have to find a woman and uh, uh, tie her up and then leave her on the track. Oh yeah, class. Do, do you get this? Do you get do you get some guy going? I think you probably should. Yeah, as the train approaches, something like that. But yeah, you get. The I should I should probably too. say that joke is copyright, Dara O'Brien. <laughs> exactly, but uh, uh, yeah, but should, so I'm I'm yeah I've been playing that a little bit just to finish up and get the hundred percent achievement, which I'm nearly at. I need to get. Because there's various things you need to do, and like some of them aren't on like the stat screens are very good. They tell you all kinds of stuff, but they don't tell you exactly what you're missing to get the hundred percent. But uh, if you if you log into um, the Rockstar Games social club thing and you connect that, like I make a profile on that and connect that with your console, it'll give you like a checklist. But I was having trouble getting them to sync up because I can't get my console and my PC online at the same time because of this Hall's internet thing. So, but I've managed to get it to sync now, and there's only a few things I need to do. Like, there were a couple of locations that I apparently hadn't visited on the map, even though I completed the game. There were about five. So I went over and uh, just said hi to those, and they appeared on my map. And Hello. Um, and, uh, and now I need to, um, the last thing I've got to do is, like, uh, like you know, the bounty missions where you have to go and get the bounty for the, uh, not missions, but the, the bounty, uh, you can just pick up wanted posters and go and get people. Uh, um, the dead or alive. Um, you have to do all twenty of the locations for those, but luckily they cycle. So if you do one, then the next time it's not a random location; it's the next one that you haven't done. I think. So okay. all you have to do is have done basically twenty um, of these bounty missions, but you have to have done um, eight of them in you know the first area, eight of them in Mexico, and four of them in the last, because that's where the locations are. But um, so all, all I have to do is that. But like the ending of the story kind of discouraged me from going back and I, without giving it away, kind of discouraged me from going back into the game for a while. So um, I um, I've only just sort of come back into it and yeah, it's a it's a really good ending. You have to play it. It's brilliant. Yeah, you said that. But, um, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, it uh, you'll know why. Um, it, it's kind of a bit odd going back into it afterwards. I mean, you perfectly you can absolutely you can go into it after the story and you. Oh, can but you do... mean going back into it means it doesn't really fit the story in that sense? No, it does. Know? No, it does oh, fit okay. the story. That uh, which is quite unusual. Most games, you know, it seems a bit odd. I think I've got this one peg. Game Everyone afterwards. died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, you can go straight back into it, which is a bit odd if people die and then, oh, they're there again, which happens in some games, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you can just carry on in this sort of limbo world, which doesn't really <laughs> yeah. make any sense, can't you? But yeah, it's not like that. It's got all explanations and stuff, but it's a bit odd. But yeah, um, uh, so I've been doing that, and um, yeah, not much else. I haven't really been playing that many games. I played the demo of Split Second. Like, you played oh, yeah, that, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we played the PS3 version. Yeah, it's quite fun. I, I, I mean, I like the... Um, I, I kind of like surviving like the enemies' attacks more than I like dropping things on the enemies. Yeah, like, when you, I know. It's... When you kind of fly through a load of crap that's like falling around like whole, you know, you know huge aeroplanes smashing into the track and stuff, when it's you actually zoom through it, yeah. it, yeah, it's really cool. And... Uh, I don't know. The game obviously kind of slightly assists you with it or something, which is which is good because you can you squeeze through from small gaps of everything exploding. It's really satisfying. But then actually dropping stuff on other people, I I I I'm, well, I haven't quite got the grit the grits with it. Like, but um, I don't know. It doesn't seem as satisfying as I thought because because sometimes I'm I'm going along and I think 
right, I need a boost now, and I like press A, and of course nothing happens because you need the A and B are the buttons to um, drop. So this isn't yeah. burnout. I have to keep reminding myself I'm not playing burnout here. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, I'm worried it'll get, it'll get. I'm worried it'll get a bit tedious quite quickly. But. Yeah, I think I'd rather buy if I was had a choice between that and Blur. I think I'd go for Blur just because definitely. I, Although they do say to... that Blur has terrible structure. In what yeah. I've seen, it's like it's a good game, like a good mechanical game, but in terms of how you actually play, you know, progress is pretty awful. Yeah, but say. I think my focus on on Blur would probably be not. I don't know when we'd get the opportunity to play, but it is all kind of about the multiplayer, and it'd be just about. Oh, getting, definitely. I'd, getting I'd say good. it's. Although, yeah. although it has a a fairly comprehensive single play play style, the whole game is seemingly yeah. the mechanic of it has been built for multiplayer. So Whereas, like, like, yeah. Whereas, like, split second, like, I'd be feel like I maybe I got good at it, but for no real reason, you know? Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I don't Speaking know. on that note, Bur- Burnout Paradise is still something I want to visit at some point. Yeah. Just to see if it is actually as crap as the demo made it seem. It's but... not, apparently it's not nearly as as bad as that. But, like, uh, people really liked it, and uh, and everyone everyone hated the demo, and then people really liked the game, and, like, but yeah. I, I, I rented the game. For a short time, I didn't get much of a chance to play it before I had to send it back to get something else. But um, I still didn't like it because it was like um, it was hard to tell where you like the tracks were really wide. Well, not they weren't tracks, obviously, because you're in this city, and uh, it has this kind of turn turn left because you can go anywhere you want. It's like Midtown Madness One; you can go any mm. route you want to get Pitch to the routes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, I found it really hard to know when to turn or something. Like, it's supposed to tell you, but um, I don't know. It, uh, for me, it needed a, a better system of because it's quite... Yeah, because you're going so did, fast. Did you find that... And I got this from the demo as well. Do you, do you find that, you know, during the races, everyone splits up too much so you don't get any of the takedowniness that yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, I definitely the previous noticed game that. so great? Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Like for me, like Burnout Three was the highlight of the series, definitely. So I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I prefer the Xbox one, Burnout, <laughs> whatever they called it, Burnout Revenge. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Well, I didn't like the uh, traffic checking in that, and the, what else? well, oh, no, I that, the traffic checking was retarded. That, that, that was that was a bit weird. And yeah. I wasn't so sure about the crash mode compared to. I mean, in some ways, I don't it was know. A lot the crash better. mode was good because it meant you didn't yeah. have. In in the previous one, you just like go for the parrot. If you don't get the yeah. parrot, you're screwed. Whereas this one, it was actually there was actually a tactic to. Yeah, that's true. How you can cause the most damage. And a bit of luck. Yeah, I, I guess I quite like it. And the online was good as well. Not that I got played it that much, but it was well designed. But to be honest, Revenge wasn't that different really from Three. In fact, it wasn't even released that much. No, Later, it wasn't. Was it? it was yeah. basically just an HD update, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really. Yeah, but it I was mean, still good. Because Revenge came out on PS2, didn't it? And the old consoles. Yes, as, yes, it did. As well. Yeah. And then, uh, it or was did the, it? Or was yeah, that? Or was that? Or was that the yeah, exclusive one? Because they did Domination as well, which was an old console exclusive in a way. If you see what I mean, they released it on right. Xbox and PS2, but they didn't release it on the new console. Mm. I'm pretty sure Revenge was on the old consoles, like right at the tail end, and then it got like a an update for the uh, for uh, yeah for 360. Is that not sure? Like it probably did. Yeah. But But anyway, uh, so Paradise. Yeah. It was a bit brown as well. Yeah. If you get yeah, we're we're pushing time limits now. Cable cable. (laughs) My long range reach because I haven't got uh, a laptop with RDP on me today. Um, Okay. 
I've uh, I've got my my headphone cable wrapped around the mouse on the computer so I can pull it to see what's happening. We've still got time, but I think we've hit that two-hour mark that you wanted to keep okay. it down to. <laughs> oh, God. So once again, unless we want to go on for 15 minutes of jazz. I don't mind going on. I, I, I thought I'd... Um, I did play one thing, though. One thing else. Um, one thing? No, I don't know if that's the only other thing I've played. But I, I, I've done a sort of a Zach in uh, playing a really up-to-date game, so I've played uh, Homeworld 2 a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> cutting edge yeah cutting edge ancient pc game so like yeah because i was like looking around on the internet and there's a, like a Battlestar mod for uh, homeworld 2 and uh it looked like it'd come quite a long way compared to like the Battlestar mod for free space 2 which is basically abandoned now and it was never really that great but this looked like it actually makes more sense if you think about it to make a Battlestar mod for homeworld because it's like it's called fleet commander or something and i installed it but um uh, and then I realized that I was probably quite shit at the Homeworld 2, so I better play the actual game first <laughs> so I know what the hell's going on. And so I haven't played any of the Battlestar mod yet. I've only played the actual original Homeworld 2 game. And um, and I remember com- I've come across the same thing as when I first played it, in that, although I've got past it. But the third level on that is really hard. At- is that the one where you have to protect the ship from the asteroids while it's flying through that? Or is that, is that free space? Or That's free space. That? Yeah, that's free space. <laughs> that's like the third mission of free space, though, as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's quite hard as well, yeah. Yeah, they're coming Bastard. towards... Yeah. But, yeah, Homeworld 2... The, the thing is, like... I, like, I've been trying to work out if... um, If this is how it was designed, or... I don't know, but basically... The, the, the only real way to do it... uh, This is only the third mission in the game, and, like... Although, unfortunately, I can't get the tutorial to work, because if, if I press the tutorial button on the home screen, it instantly crashes. So, <laughs> no reasons. I, it's like, no, I'm not going to teach you anything. So, but, um, uh, the way to do it is to learn what happens in the mission and what, what all the triggers are for the enemies to spawn in, and then deliberately av- avoid them until you've got to the point where you can handle you them can in terms of resources. Them. Yeah. So, and, like, there's like, for example, there's like an exhaust uh, a resource field, like of asteroids up, and it's like, and the game is literally telling you, build a mobile refinery, go over there and start harvesting it. But obviously the game is going to spawn in a whole bunch of enemies right there, you know, to kill, and you know that's going to happen after you play it and lost the first, like, time, obviously. And so, you know, just don't, just don't, don't do what the game tells you, basically. And, and... And the other thing is, the, the, the thing that managed, that got me to solve it, um, the, the mission is like, at first, like, the shipyard is being attacked by a bunch of enemies, and you go over there and stop them. But the key thing is to leave one of them alive and retreat, and just then you've got time to, like, mine and build up your forces while this one enemy keeps attacking the shipyard and then getting it. It's too pansy. <laughs> that's you just classic, have to, you have to wait. Of, um... That, that tactic works in several games along those lines, doesn't it? Whereas, like, if you just leave one enemy that chips yeah. away at the thing, then you can have infinite time. That, I guess that, that, I'm not sure if it applies any longer, but that, that always used to be how you do it in Eve, if you were mining in an asteroid belt. You just wait right. until one set of the enemies spawned in the belt and kill all of them apart from one so you can tank it without any problems. And then just yeah. leave that one orbiting you so no more would ever spawn. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like, I don't know if I'm just, cra- I think I am not very good at strategy games, and I don't play them very often, but it it, it did seem, like, weirdly hard very very quickly, that. I don't know, you'll have to have a go, Zach, and maybe, you know, try it out. See if Battle Zone was the same sort of thing. Do you remember yeah. that, the, the remake of Battle Zone? Yeah, yeah, I know. Because it was a that fairly was quite awesome cool. concept. 
yeah um, you know hover tanks and uh what hover tanks that could jump and uh <laughs> yeah. base building from first person and it all sort of worked until you got to like the second or third mission and it got insanely hard yeah i don't know just really Maybe. quickly as soon as they launched an attack on your bet you had quite a bit of time to set up the base which takes a bit of time in first person but as soon as you felt like you were getting anywhere, this huge wave of enemies comes on you, and it's like, oh, well, I'm fucked. And, uh, yeah, it just got really hard really quickly. It's in this uh, homeworld, like, it's a, you know, it's an RTS, this space RTS thing, and it's got, um, so... Spartius. Yeah, because it looks really cool. It, when you, when you, if, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. nothing's going on and you can actually watch your fighters engaging enemy fighters, it looks really cool. But in practice, there's... You, you you have you to know what's going out. on. So you spend it, it zoomed like out, it. looking at very small green blobs attacking very small red blobs, obviously. And well, um, if you're playing a Supreme Commander, zoom out far yeah. enough, I can't load. Uh, exactly, but um, you've also got the additional complexity of the sort of different planes in space because everything kind of takes place on one plane, but you can move up and down relative to that plane. So sometimes things are. So if you're zoomed in, sometimes it's difficult to see stuff because you need to move to the plane of the object you're looking at by like selecting it and then focusing on it. And then you can be in the wrong... And then if you move around, you lose focus on the object, but you're still in that, that vertical plane. Right. So do you see what I mean? And, so, and sometimes you want to order a unit to move uh, up in the vertical plane to like go up to some asteroids. Sometimes like with the resource... Say with the resource there's an asteroid field that's slightly above the plane in the level. You could click on the resource harvester guys and just click on the asteroids and they'll go up towards it. But if you want to send some guys up to guard them, then you have to you can't just click on the asteroids because they're not a target for them. You want to just send a move order go to the asteroid field. You have to you have to kind of click uh, it's got kind of lines that point down from the asteroids like within the UI that'll um that'll coincide with the plane of the actual level, the standard plane. So you can kind of see where they are there. So you kind of click and you say move to here and then you have to hold down shift to move in the vertical. Like, and it's quite hard to see and do and just generally really quite difficult. And that is also compounded if you're trying to set waypoints. Because you've got to set multiple of these things at different... I don't know, it's a nightmare. And the, thi and, um, the thing is like, uh, like with all strategy games, it's got the uh, RTSs, it's got the groups thing, you know, where you control you know yeah. control on the buttons and that that's on the on the ui it's obviously the main way to play the game um to, to have these uh, control groups and everything is like rock paper scissors so you've got fighters bombers corvettes and you know capital ships and they're all rock paper scissors style uh but um and you cool have these they all just looked like rock paper scissors yeah that would be i mean that's one thing is when you have the units selected like um uh, they come up at the bottom of the screen, but they're like really abstract representations of the ships. They're like diagrams, and they don't look that different from each other. And it's hard to tell at a glance whether you've selected bombers or fighters or what, because they just look like spaceships, you know. <laughs> so, you know, there's no real way of knowing. And, um, uh, yeah, so you've got the control groups. And uh, so, and what ultimately what you're going to end up doing is assigning your fighters to group one, your bombers to group two. But, of course, when you build them, they trickle out. So every time one of them gets built, you have to assign it to the group, right? Just to reinforce the group or whatever. Right. You see what I mean? And you yeah. can't get it to automatically put them into a group, you know, when they get built. And also you can't just press a button. I think many games button. do that, do they? Well, you no, no. But on certain games where you could, if you... 
if you made the group the factory, then any unit that came out of that factory would gain that group. I think that yeah, was in Supreme cool. Commander. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah, that's what it really needs because you're doing it constantly and like there's no ability to like select all fighters. You have to put the fighters into a group. And when you're doing it, you have to really do it rock, paper, scissors style, style for the best effect. Like, oh, there's Corvettes coming. I shall send my anti-Corvette frigates against them, for example. You know, and yeah. uh, But it gets confusing because you have to assign the groups and then you have to remember what they are because every time you press one, it says group one reporting or whatever. And then it has a bunch of abstract pictures of spaceships at the bottom. And you're like, I have to remember that's my fighters. You can't just press a button and go... Fighters here, and then and then send them off to. So you have to get, remember to keep reinforcing the groups with everything that's been built new, and you have to. Oh, it's a nightmare trying to do that. And so you spend half your time trying to get things into the right, you know, organization, and you don't have time. That's one of the, that's the thing about leaving that one enemy like attacking that thing for ages is you just don't have time to do the little micromanagement that you really need to do in order to get yeah, on I'd, I'd, I'd rather blow shit up than, uh, yeah, as I say, become space manager. I'm space, the logistics guy. Space, <laughs> like, space select. Administrator. Right. Yeah, space. And then it ends up in a big mash anyway, because you think, because uh, you end up just throwing everything, which is some, uh, sometimes it's more effective to just throw everything at a target than it is to use the actual, you know, scissors for the paper. You know, yeah. you think, okay, bombers for capital ships, but ultimately... It's too much hassle. It's like easier to just send everything at it because it actually kills it faster. I don't know. Indeed. I don't know. It's quite. It's quite fun. <laughs> I was quite. After I got past that level, I was like, "Yes, you bastard! I, 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 I gypped you and I finished you." I quite enjoyed the next two levels. It's quite. Uh, but um, yeah. I'm gonna have to call time warning on you. We've got about two minutes. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I guess we'll <laughs> what, what do you mean, never mind? You, you covered most of Homeworld 2's... Uh... Problems, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's Hemwell 2. Uh, and that's all I've been playing. And uh, next week we can talk about E3, I guess, because there's going to be a bunch of things um, Hells, yeah. announced, next I imagine. Next week, preferably, maybe we won't have so many games to talk about, as we keep saying every week. Well, we've, it's been a couple of weeks, so there probably should have been. You know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, have you heard the rumours about... about... played Halo 3. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I suppose we did, didn't we? Yeah, I forgot about that. that was... I mean, that's not very interesting, okay, I guess. Fair. And also iPhone 4. Yeah, but that's not a game. Yeah, but I'm playing one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see they solved your screen resolution problem by just quadrupling the resolution. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you, have you seen that? Yeah. Have you, have you heard the rumor about the 3DS? The latest one. What's that? Uh, apparently it's more powerful than the Wii. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, that would make sense. They need something meaty to make the 3D effect good. Yeah, apparently it's closer to the 360 than the than the Wii wow. in terms of its power. Yeah. This is this is the room. Intrigued again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that could be that could be good. Hmm. And have you seen the Rock Band three uh, keyboard and guitar guitars, peripherals? Yeah. yeah. Pro mode. Have you seen the pro guitars? I haven't seen them, but I've heard they're like 120 button monsters. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're like completely mental. There's like a button at every every position on the fret for every string. So have used like a MIDI controller or something on a normal guitar. Yeah, well they are. You can play it with a normal guitar as well. There's there's two. You can either get this button one or you can use like a like a squire strap, which is specially oh, designed, cool. I think, or with a MIDI. But you can actually play real the only difference is apparently 
like the squire strat actually goes up to 22 frets and the buttons only go down to fret seconds. 17. Wrap it up, 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, right, this is well, the well, end. This will, all, this will all come out in E3, so don't panic. I'm just waiting for us to have one of these podcasts where we keep talking over the end and then just have to kind of fade it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> we talk for too long, so instead of a direct cut, here's a fade out. This is really inconvenient having to run across the room to see the time. Yep. Are you? Uh, is that why you're across there? Because you want to end Five it? Five seconds. Say bye. Bye. Uh, bye.